Hello, attention seekers, and welcome to the third episode of Attention Seeking Behavior with me, your host. This episode features local Sioux Falls filmmaker, short filmmaker, Daniel Bergeson, and we talk about his uh, recent film, Unearth, that has won multiple awards. At about the hour 15 mark, we start getting into that film, and I just want to let you know we do talk about spoilers around that time, so if you want to skip over some of that material there uh you can get back into it at about uh the minute 124 mark so uh check it out enjoy and one other note about this episode is this is going to be the last time that we actually will be doing the uh, news stories, uh, the weird news and riffing on those news. I know we're only three episodes in, um, but I found another podcast called Dumb People Town with the Sklar Brothers. And they do the exact same thing, and they've been doing it for quite a while, and they are much, much funnier than me. So if you love that kind of humor and just seeing how dumb people are these days, check out Dumb People Town on iTunes, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, all of that. They did not ask me to do this. Uh, I am just doing this out of recommendation and my joy for it. So check out Dumb People Town on Apple iTunes Podcasts. And enjoy episode three of Attention Seeking Behavior. Attention Seeking Behavior with Casey Oh God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes it feel more interesting. No, uh, you know, more, uh, more fluid. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. instead of getting right on into it, we've gotten able, we've been able to uh, build some rapport. I guess you could say <laughs> it's good. No, it's good. I, I appreciate rapport. Absolutely. Um, I uh, yeah, this is cool. This is I I've never been featured on a pad podcast before. So I'm, I'm so your first. You are my first. Yes. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that's that's uh, what all the girls said in high school to me. Too. <laughs> I'm your yes. First. Yes, that was the goal. Um, He's had, my first. I had, for the record, I had like four firsts though. Four so. firsts. <laughs> so yeah. No. Wait for like were they your first or I, or the, I only you were first. there first i lied about it <laughs> you lied about it you're like the first one sucked the second one didn't get any better right i kept i kept telling them that it was my first time until i was good enough that they wouldn't believe me anymore oh my god that's <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh that is funny that is rich i just wish i was popular enough in high school for that <laughs> Uh, no. When did you lose your virginity? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where we're going to get in. Uh, Eighteen. Eighteen. I was the last of my friends to lose my virginity. <laughs> and I don't know what it was. It, uh, I, uh, I lost it to um, my ex-girlfriend. Um, 
in college. Uh-huh. Uh, I went up and, and visited her one day, and she's like, it is time! <laughs> Wait, you were an ex at the time. No, <laughs> no, 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 uh, <laughs> That would be an even weirder situation. She <laughs> That's was like, a... look, I know we broke up, uh, but, but it's time But, for you. I mean, you put in three years of this relationship, I might as well bust a nut for you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> look, I... You scratch my back, I'll pull your dick. It's no. fine. Uh, well. Uh. No, no, uh, yeah. So I lost it at 18 um, in college. Uh, yeah, and then... Um, was it... Was it, uh, it happened. It happened, it, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, <laughs> you're going back and you look at it, you know, we, like, we grew up in the age of, like, American Pie. This yeah, is now yeah, about yeah. me. This podcast right. is now about me. <laughs> no, I'm so, I suck, I suck. No, I just want to break this. Because, well, no, like, I've only met you one other time. Right. This, like, and I enjoyed our conversation then. I just, but I don't, I feel like I need to, I need to get to No, you oh, back. absolutely. We could certainly <laughs> use this time for that. Yeah, we, we, we had a, a budding, ro- a bromance <laughs> on uh, the dress code, another podcast mm-hmm. you can find it on the SueEmpirePodcast dot com. That's right, I get free plugs to people. <laughs> uh, we're going to actually mention another podcast on here too. Uh, some very good friends of mine, um, Garrett Elzinga and Mike Logan, out of mm-hmm. Michigan. They have a pod, a movie podcast, so we'll talk about that oh, really? uh, later. Oh. It's called This Better Be Good, and <laughs> it, no, it's really good. They they uh, review, they talk, they preview a movie. And then they review the movie that they saw. So it's really good. So, it, you know, it gotcha. might just go in yeah, fluidly cool. like our conversation. But, um, yeah, so it, it, it happened. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. And then um, several months later, um, after a comedy show up in St. Cloud, <laughs> um, somebody else decided they wanted some of me. <laughs> and you're like, what is wrong with you? And I was drunk. And was like, sure. uh-huh. So, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. So it... Got you. Couple, couple different times I've lost my first. Um, but yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah. you obviously I, were high school. I, I what now? Yours was high school. Yes, mine was high school. I was 16. Lucky. Uh, oh, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, God. <laughs> oh, man. No, just... you, you don't really know until you're 18, though. <laughs> no, <but yeah. laughs> no, I mean, it was not even, like... It was, is it in? It was fine. Like, it was, I mean, it was, like, <laughs> it was actually probably not an age-appropriate relationship at the time. Um, Hold on. Was she, like, 40? She was, no. She was your teacher. She was mid-20s. <laughs> mid Mid-20s. That is statutory. <laughs> Early 20s. <laughs> That's still statutory. I was, you're, you're not wrong. I'm <laughs> But I, then again, I did, I lied about telling people that it was my first time, and I'm, I may be lying about this as well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you are a filmmaker. <laughs> it's true. I do. Yeah, I lie about. No, I try not. Yes, it was not that age appropriate of a relationship at the time. I didn't feel like I was doing something I didn't want to do. Like it was, I didn't. I, like it was like right. right. I mean, yeah. Okay. Sounds fine to me. It's like I've got this thing. It's yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. How do I turn it off? Yeah, yeah, so I, I'm not, I don't feel uncomfortable about it. Like, I, 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 when people hear it, they're like, oh, you know, that's that's awful. And I'm like, I mean, oh, I don't think it's awful. Yeah. Like, good for you. <laughs> yeah, so, like, <laughs> yeah, like, well, when you talk to a dude, they're usually like, that's a little bit strange, but usually they're like, yeah, that was probably okay. And then if I tell a girl about it, usually they're like, that's probably not okay. It's really weird, but honestly, 
I don't feel weird about it. I never felt weird about it then, and right, I still don't right. now because the way I look. Anyway. She so, was the one that got away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she actually had a really weird dysfunctional relationship that I think I was her, like, escape from. And so it was Let's weird. go back to high school. Yeah. No, I think it was a little fucked up. It was a little fucked up. I don't... Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I'm, no names. Anyway. New That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. We, we, don't, we don't say names here. Um, should... I feel like I'm try- I feel like every time we put our drink down, it like does it make a thing? That it does, but I could care less at this point. Okay. So uh, <laughs> okay. we're recording. Let's we're mm-hmm. we're gonna have some fun. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of virginities, I always uh, I always remember one of my friends in high school. Uh, <laughs> he he tried so hard all the time. To- loses virginity like he was gonna go like the stereotypical i'm gonna lose it on prom night it's gonna happen and uh so he took one of our one of our very good friends to prom night i think it was like our junior year or senior year i can't remember all i remember is that um it didn't happen and then (laughs) he was like what do i do now like (laughs) they were all camping out you know, and he got like wakes up. He's putting the tent away. He's like, "What the fuck is wrong with my dick?" Oh you know? no, <laughs> that's so toxic. Oh, but, but you know, I, I, he ended up losing it. Unfortunately, he lost it to like the town bicycle. You oh, know, so it's it. like it didn't even mean anything. And like, oh. I mean, I, I lost my virginity to somebody I was in a committed relationship. With. Mm-hmm. It, it meant something. It doesn't yeah. mean anything now. It's like you look at it, and and as you get older. Um, losing your virginity doesn't mean shit. It, it means sex nothing. is sex. It, yeah, exactly. That's how, at least that's how I feel. <laughs> From well, it's like the the except first... now I love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. hers is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, <laughs> this is on the podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think that a lot of like the only people who really make a big deal out of it are the people who you know are have yet to lose it or something. But like after yeah. that. I mean, there's just so many better things to experience after you've had sex for the first time. Right, like anal. It's, right. Yeah. Anal would be the, <laughs> That is the second time. <laughs> that's, right. that's, 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 <laughs> number two uh, for number two. Oh, uh, Jesus. So, uh, no. That just... Oh, that brings... Uh, we don't need to go... <laughs> um, but, no, God, there are so many accidents that can happen with that, man. There are... if. If the height difference is there, um, wait, are we still talking about butt sex? Well, I'm just saying it can okay. turn into that. It can turn into that real fast, accidentally. If yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyone who's listening to this, if you want to put in a comment My or parents. something, yeah. Uh, if, if you have ever experienced accidental butt sex, oh my god, please let me know <laughs> because I need. I need to know how many people have experienced um, this. And I, we'll, 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 I'll put this on the tag on Facebook. You can share it. And we'll, yeah. we'll get that answer for everybody who listened. Yeah. He didn't give me any censorship things, like like things to go off of or no, to you not can mention. Say, you can say whatever you want. Okay. I mean, nobody's going to James Gunn you. So. Mm. Oh, God. I feel so bad for I him. do, too. I, oh. I, so, yeah, I, that's, a, that's a good segue. Uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, you're, you're a filmmaker, and uh, do you... I'm sure you're going to be wanting to do this later on in your career as well. Working for Marvel? (laughs) Well, who wouldn't? Uh, They own everything at this point. I mean, but do you have things in your closet you don't need to share here? But yes, you do. (laughs) No, I mean, 
Are, would you be concerned going into Hollywood now? Um, right now, I can't think of anything specific. But see, that's the thing, is that it comes up, and you're like, I didn't know that this was a big deal. And then, like, the company you're working for says, no, this is this is awful. We can't deal with this. Right. And then all of a sudden, your career's done. So, like, because James Gunn, like, he wouldn't have wanted them to know about it, but he... He may not have thought about it, previously. but he apologized too, like right, right exactly. as he got the uh, right as he got the Marvel gig too, which is yeah. No, okay. Now did he? Did he? Wait, hold on. He got the Marvel gig. Did he apologize for those tweets? He, I didn't know that. He, so he apologized in 2012, um, and those tweets were like from 2007, 2008. So yes. these tweets are 10 years old. So so there's a lot old, of yeah, and so and <coughs> that that's the. What brings the ridiculousness up even more? But I think, I mean, I I sympathize with him only in that I do think that something like that would happen to me because <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Because like it, I, I I don't I don't say uh, things I I don't talk about the same subject matters that he does. Like he he even you know sees himself as what he he called himself a, a provocateur and whatnot. And so like he. Mm-hmm. And a lot of comedians do that. So comedians right. who who want to move into work that is more that of you know the Marvel universe and more a wider audience that isn't as um, you know free speech esque. I mean, it is censored. Uh, that's where it would be even scarier. So I would even think like if because you're you're a comedian yourself, and so I feel like if I sometimes well yeah <laughs> yes, yeah, but like I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't want anything that I said on this podcast to be, you know, now it's in my mind more, you know, it's in everyone's mind after like this, because of Twitter, um, specifically. And now the four people who listen to this know you banged a 20 year old. (laughs) (laughs) This Uh, is coming back, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, You know what? Uh, I've always appreciated people who were a little bit older just because most (laughs) Because teenagers, when you're a teenager, like, I don't know. For me, I just, like, other people who are my age just made me want to roll my eyes. I was just like, I don't want to, nah, I don't know. It was just always drama, drama, drama. And so if you're, like, with someone who's a little bit older than you, you're still, like, kind of in the same age range, but, like, they're not in the same social circle, which was nice, too, being able to, like, have a either just a fling or a romantic relationship with someone who's not in your social circle is refreshing, mm. I guess. So that was... Anyway... But, no, so, ba- back to gun. <laughs> back to gun. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, that it makes sense why they reacted in the way that they did, mm-hmm. um, only because of, like, I guess, the image that... I mean, Disney, at one point, was something that was nothing but you know, pure shows that, like, I mean, I'm even looking at your computer monitor here and we're seeing, like, I'm, you have Mickey Mouse as your background and whatnot from uh, there. Those are my children with Mickey and Minnie. So. Cho- exactly, yes. exactly, yeah. <laughs> I don't want people to think that I'm just no. super weird when I just got a bunch of Mickey no. shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I walk oh, in, he, he has a bathroom down the hallway called the Auschwitz oh, God. bathroom. <laughs> And he's got a room in here that's nothing but Mickey Mouse. Okay. <laughs> the Auschwitz bathroom is only because it's unfinished and it's just super creepy. Ooh, yeah. It gives off 
that's, very concentration camp vibes. That's I do what, not condone concentration camps. That's what the I'm Third Reich saying. said in the fine print. Too, They're like, it was just, it's just unfinished bathroom. We hired a bunch of Jewish contractors. Yeah. It, oh God. Yeah. They're like, they, they need oh, to go. No. All right. No, oh. Enough with the the Holocaust jokes. Okay, those, those went out of style sorry. in 1990. They, yeah. They're, <laughs> They're still out of style. I feel horrible for them. I know it's fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I think um, I I think that because Disney is expanding who they're hiring and what they're buying mm-hmm. when it comes to the content, then that does call for some adaptation in how you respond to things. Because mm-hmm. if you're talking about someone who is in you know your classic you know family friendly animated film, which I understand that Guardians of the Galaxy is. But they're buying so much content that is adult content as well, I feel like. And so if, if you're going to be doing that, I think that it's, it's important to be more lenient in the way that you respond to certain things. Well, I, I you know, know I, th- that was a great hire, too. I mean, James Gunn had done some really incredible... Uh, you know, movies like uh, Slither is one of my favorite horror movies. I, I wouldn't even consider it a horror movie, mm-hmm. more of like a, a dark comedy. I, I thought it was great. That, mm-hmm. that has who, uh, Michael Rooker, um, Nathan Fillion in it. Yeah, uh, um, I, I haven't seen it. I could act like I've seen it. What? I haven't seen it. You're the filmmate. Oh my goodness, we're going to play that game later. Uh, what has oh, dancing? No, it's awful because no, there are. Um, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Zodiac. Everyone talks about. I've how never many. seen Zodiac. Okay, thank either. God. Because no, like everyone like comes I, to me with. It's a four-hour movie that just I don't think could grab my. It's four hours. That's what I've heard. Really? Maybe it just know. feels like it's four hours. I don't know. <laughs> everyone says that it's. We great. can look it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but like a, a lot of people come to me as as a filmmaker and they say, "Oh, like you know, what's your opinion on this?" And if I haven't seen it, they're always like, "What?" I thought you watch movies all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I watch a lot of movies, but a lot of movies exist. Right. Like it's two hours and 37 like, minutes. Right. Still this, long enough. Like, I, find, <laughs> I, have, I struggle to find time to do everything in my life. And right. so, like, I wish that I could watch all of these things, but I also have to, like, make my own stuff. And I also have to, right. like, right now, work and then pay rent, too. And so, like, yeah, I, there's just a lot of things as well. And so I don't... I probably watch... I probably don't watch as many movies as a lot of people who don't mm-hmm. make movies, actually, because okay. they're... Wa- I mean, they're. I watch a lot of movies. <laughs> like, yes, that's true. But I think that a lot of people who just spend their time watching and they don't, have like, make it either. Like, a lot of people just consume content, too. But people who make content don't actually have as much time to consume content as well mm-hmm. because they're, they have to spend time doing that as well. And so... It's, it's funny that you say that. Like, as a comic, um, I... I try to avoid watching as many comedy specials as possible. Really? I I it's I have this fear that I will say something on stage that that you like, heard already. Oh, yeah, or, exactly. Or that, okay. Not that I just heard already, uh, but something that uh, you know. It, sometimes it just sticks with you, and then several months down the road, you're you're you know 
you're in an area and yeah. that joke pops into your head because it fits. Right. You know, something just happens and you're like, oh shit, I heard that. That was, oh no, that was Birbiglia. So, oh no, that was Nathan Holtz. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> you know, Booblets or, or Dresh. You have to know, <clears throat> yeah, you have to know what is okay to say and what's, even if it's something that right. seems original to you, someone else might say, that's funny and I thought of that a couple of months ago. And it's like, right. Um, no, like it's because you can dispute it too. Like that, mm-hmm. that, then you lose friendships. Right, right. So. <laughs> and I mean, I and I respect comics and comedy um, so much that you know that's not what I want to do. It's I know that there was a point um, where I said something on stage and I went, "Oh shit!" in my head. I was like, "Oh crap!" That was somebody. That, oh that was, no, really? That was somebody else's bit. Did you? When and did it you... was it was unintentional. It just kind of like it was. It was just flowing, and it just popped in your head, like, this is funny, and then you're like, I've heard this before. So did you breeze past it, or did you say, actually, that wasn't me? No, I, I just kept going, and then, like, afterwards, <laughs> when I, you know, afterwards, the, the I saw the comic, and I went, I'm so sorry, I think that was yours. You what know? did they say? And, and they just acknowledged it, they're like, yeah, it was, I'm like, I'm, I apologize, I go, it wasn't yeah. my intent, it came in and it just fit yeah. you know um, you know because you're constantly trying to think yeah. things and then like it's the first funny first thing that makes you laugh is or, or makes me laugh in my head is, is what I'm gonna say and right um, absolutely it, and so that's why I that's why when I take these long breaks from comedy like I'm doing now it's really just to figure out like okay is this the material that I want to do do I feel good is, you know it's not making me laugh anymore right. so uh, I'm not gonna be making the you know I'm not going to be making the crowd laugh. No, that's the that's the thing is um something that you say that something that like sticks with you and whatnot. It, that mm-hmm. it's like if you if you continue to think about it over and over again, that's going to be the stuff that's worth doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus like a lot of the stuff that might seem you're like oh this is a really great idea now, but if you don't think about it again in a month, maybe it's not actually that good. Right. I. So, so as a filmmaker, have you ever like filmed something and go, ah, oh, that was a Spielberg? <laughs> 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 I just uh, took that raptor <laughs> shot. No, I um, I mean there are. I'm sure I, there are like little tricks and, yeah. and techniques that you've picked the, up on you, films that you're like, oh, this is this is Spielberg something that I've or, seen it, before. Yeah, I think that a lot when it comes to the camera work and the use of color, I think are the the most. Um, I've seen elsewhere, and I can't even think that it's necessarily any specific mm-hmm. like filmmaker or any specific cinematographer that I'm saying, oh, this looks like their work. But it's like there are certain styles that I that sort of get passed around that I that I enjoy personally, I guess, that keep coming back to me, and then I I say, okay, you know, I need to make something like this, or I need to incorporate this somehow because it's something that for some reason affects me so much. So it's not necessarily one It's person. more of an homage to yeah. to, to the filmmaker that, yeah, you're, it, that you're borrowing from or, or not necessarily borrowing from but you're um, not trading techniques but learning from. I yeah. Mean, yeah, and a lot of the, the stuff when it comes to um, the larger budgets that a lot of us watch, a lot of those things you just what? can't no. even do. <laughs> larger <you> budgets? <laughs> that you can't even do. Like there are things that you just can't do if you don't have the money to do it and so you have mm. to find other ways to portray the, the feeling that you're looking to do and so like uh, I guess um, I I'm still like I'm a baby I'm a baby filmmaker and I know that and I like because I, I haven't 
gone to school for film, I, and that doesn't necessarily mean much, but I wanted to, and there's the whole thing about, like, well, I've actually had, you know, more, more attention and success not being in film school and just doing my own shit than if I were to go to a school, spend a whole bunch of money, mm -hmm. and then just be involved on something that's, you know, an mm -hmm. assignment. And so, um, because it's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, um, what am I trying to say, I guess? Um, I'm still finding my own style, I think. I do, okay. think, that, I do think that I'm finding my own style, and I think that um, that's just because I, I've yet to experiment in a lot of, mm -hmm. a lot of styles. I, I want to, I guess, and so... Um, so filmmaking, filmmaking is much like stand-up. In a sense, yeah. it, it, I know I know I like to go up and change my style a yeah. little bit, but I always tend to go back to what feels natural. Right. Uh, you know, I think it was like <laughs> last year. I'm like, I'm gonna be a storyteller, and yeah. I started with yeah. I started with a good uh, uh, you know premise, which was my my grandfather's funeral, mm -hmm. um, and I, I was able to turn that into a nice seven eight minute story, <clears throat> but I could never find the right way to incorporate it into my set where it just flowed. It always just felt like, oh, now he's telling us that, a story yeah. after he told us all these yeah. little bits. Right. So I, I, I think of myself more as of a bit comedian, um, but sharing experiences. Yeah. And yeah. so what, what I'm getting from you is that, you know, and you said you're a baby filmmaker and just kind of finding your voice yeah. I haven't even, you know, I haven't I haven't shot a feature film yet. I have, you know, a couple of scripts that I'm working on um, and I'm working on some documentaries, but um, personally, you know, I haven't finished a, you know, a feature film or sold it yet. And so I'm still, you know, I I started a, you know, production company with my dad and we uh, were after hours pictures by the way and we're act we're doing a lot of promo videos and a lot of, you know, commercial work. Uh, because that's just what we need to do to pay the bills, and we're really good at it. Uh, but it's, wasn't it's like, like the director of Fast and the Furious? Wasn't he like a, a yeah? A, a, did music videos? Yes. Before a, he, a I can't even think of the guy's name. Um, uh, let's see. I don't. I don't watch Fast yeah. and the Furious. I, I haven't. I've only seen two of them, and it was like a long, long time ago. And it was. It was actually. It was not. Not. Not something that I felt really connected with. I understand why people go, but yes, a lot of um, it's dumb fun. That's yeah. what it is. A lot of action films. I mean, as in, um, uh, like uh, fucking. Why am I blanking? Uh, um, Justin Lin. He oh, that okay. was the guy. Justin Lin. He did yeah the music videos. Oh, I believe action, a lot of action film directors in general just they do start off in commercials, larger budget commercials, and then also like Colgate commercials or those large budget commercials. <laughs> like uh, yeah, Four or even yeah, or even like <laughs> I don't know Sonic commercials. <laughs> yes, like Sonic Quiznos. Um, those are big know. budget. Those are yes, big budget. Ex really? Ex okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Or like, um, well, obviously McDonald's and whatnot. Um, I would just, I would love to see like a local, uh, like a local commercial for Subway here. Yeah. Like for the Subways, like, come on in and check out our dirty ass floors. <laughs> 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 like, you know that sandwich that looks good on yeah. the big budget commercials? Yeah, no, it looks like <laughs> shit here. <laughs> I think mayonnaise's okay. been sitting out all day. <laughs> I, Okay. You say that. I think that um, if we have, if corporations like um, 
like Subway were to target locally and have locally produced commercials, um, which would just run within that region, I, th- I think that that would actually make people come in more often. Really? I think so. Like, I think if... They, it might be more Well, that's Cindy, the well, subway artist. Well, <laughs> just like... Um, just to be able to talk about it personally. At least that's, that's what I... I saw you on TV. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, make my, my sandwich. I don't care how you learn. How you... <laughs> um, and yeah, not even necessarily the people, but just to say... Um, I, I just think... Um, We've got so many fast food restaurants around here that maybe they don't even necessarily they don't they don't need right. us to do it. But if this like like Hy-Vee, say for example, like mm-hmm. they're a regional place, but I think if if they were to you know um, have just a specific Sioux Falls oriented um, commercial, I think that that would probably help out their their image and their business. But also that they may not want to invest money in that. That's true. But I just think I think that I would want. To go to those places more, if they were to target. Because if they invest the time into advertising that way, yeah. they probably invest the time one into their employees, yeah. into the 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 quality of the preparation, right? Of, of yeah, the, the services that they're providing, regardless of if it's fast food or if it's you know the dentist office. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And so no, they I seem don't... to have the best commercials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They, yeah. They're always so friendly. Like, I want to go there. Design you wanna... dentistry and smile. So uh... great. Great jingle. You get in, you're like, ah, I don't want to go this anymore. The jingle made me come in, and they cooked me, and now they literally have me hooked by the mouth. That, I'm terrified of the dentist. I went in the dentist last week, and it was just like, I, they gave me three gigantic shots of what they I thought was... Yes, exactly. They, <laughs> You're going to need this. God damn. I, I know. Yeah, they did one, then they did two, and then they started drilling on my tooth. And then the only thing that I could do, because obviously they had all of their fingers in my mouth, was just make a little... Mm. <laughs> and, the, and then the guy... Brought you back to mouth. 16, yeah. right? <laughs> That's what the we guy. call full circle. The, <laughs> we call a callback. But then, my, but my dentist—that was my way to communicate. Because the de- then my dentist goes, "Oh, you feeling that?" And I'm like, <laughs> "That's what she said." Yeah, I'm f- <laughs> the comedian who stoops to that with jokes. There Those are everybody. still classic. Anybody can use them. They're the best thing in the world. You can never steal. That's, That's what, what she, she said. said. They're right. not copyrighted. Right. <laughs> but, I don't feel bad. No. Uh, but yeah, it, it's any yeah. So that's all I could do is just make that little noise. But they knew, and so he's like, "All right, I'm just gonna jab you with what felt like it was. It felt like three ounces of like pain reliever. They just shot into oh. me. It took them like thirty seconds to get the whole thing into my like. They stuck me that's and they pushed down said. on it for thirty <laughs> seconds. Sorry. And then he was done. Uh, he no. stuck in my mouth for thirty seconds. <laughs> And then he was done. Are we not phrasing it? <laughs> talking about my, the dentist. He was in my mouth for thirty yeah. for thirty but, seconds. No, but uh, <laughs> like three hours. But my my dentist is another one. He's he's another one who knows that I make movies and that I have a production company. And he, like his only our only like connection outside of the fact that he puts his fingers in my mouth <laughs> is, is that um, I make movies and that he goes hunting with Kevin Costner. 
And he's oh. always so proud to tell me. He's like, hey, you know, I go hunting with Kevin Costner. I'm like, yeah, you told me that four years ago, the first time <laughs> when you told me. But, uh, yeah, so apparently uh, Kevin Costner comes regularly to South Dakota. Yeah, well, he used to have the the casino on Deadwood. Yeah, and I don't know if he still does. He doesn't. It closed down. Well, you know, no one one went. Nobody wants to dance with wolves anymore. They used to back when, yeah, when the, um, speak, yeah, that's another thing. With the whole new, the new Academy Award thing, I don't know how you feel about. Did you, have you? Did oh, you know the the, uh, the, the popular category? film. Award? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. That's I, just <laughs> like we just need to give Marvel something. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know what what the motivation behind adding that in was. I, oh, I I think it had I think it had everything to do with the number of um, black films being made, and I, I don't mean that negatively. Mm-hmm. I. One of my favorite movies that I've seen this summer is Sorry to Bother You. Oh, God. It's yeah. such a good movie. That was, yeah. Um, and, and I think that the, the popular movie category was made just for those types of films that, that are, are so popular because they're like, I don't know how we're going to get Black Panther in here. <laughs> that, you know, yeah, and, no, that makes sense. That That is because, yeah, you're right, those Films that or, we all know about. I mean, they um, have been Black Klansman that just came out. I, I have a feeling that oh. that movie would be that's going to be a very popular be best picture. I do think I think that that could easily be up for best picture in my book. I, I haven't that. seen it yet. It, it's, it's it's incredible. Like that's it, what it's crazy good. That's what Mike Logan and Garrett uh, Elzinga said. They both really liked it. Yeah, um, it's and, it's got the the weight that a best picture I think would be able to. Have. Yeah, because we have. I mean, Get Out was nominated for best mm-hmm. picture and 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 that's you know a very stylized horror-esque i mean it's yeah. totally different um black klansman is not it's stylized only in the sense that it's just spikely and like that's him it's it's not it, genre it, yeah. stylized. you can tell you can tell it's a spikely film that's yeah exactly that's the only way that it's stylized but it's it's not genre-esque much more than it's just it's telling the story in as um you know down to earth and dr- just a drama, straight up drama, without right. having that horror element of "Sorry to bother you." It's not. It's not even. It's not fictional. I don't even think you know, "Sorry to bother you" was m- much of a horror film as it was. Um, I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody well, I, because yeah. that that third act in "Sorry to bother you" <laughs> takes you gives you a complete left turn. And you're like, what the fuck? Did I just see? It feels like two different movies. It, no. Uh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I got the allegory they were going for. Uh, with it, mm-hmm. with that third act, um, mm-hmm. and I went, oh yeah, that's that's a really good way of visualizing that on on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I was the I, I was one of five people in the theater. Okay, that yeah. day when I saw it, and um, I said it was like Napoleon Dynamite on acid. Because it was so dry, uh, the humor was so dry. Yeah, it was. It was almost. It could seem boring. The reason right. it wasn't boring was just because the writing was really, really good. Yeah. Um, and it was just the actors were great. Um, mm-hmm. and it was so quirky that in that the way in the way that you say it was on acid that makes sense just because mm-hmm. it it was not at all realistic. I mean, it markets itself as science fiction film. I mean, and it's. Um, I've never ever seen anything like it. I will say that, and mm-hmm. I, it kept me entertained throughout the whole, Garrett whole time. Garrett and Mike—they're uh, going to get a lot of shout-outs because we're talking about—we're going to talk about films here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
they made a good point. I, I was listening to their podcast and I heard the, the beginning of it, the preview, and they really sucked me in with the preview of it. And I'd seen a, uh, a trailer for it a long, long time ago. I was like, oh, that could be really good. Mm-hmm. And they said, you got to stop right here. If you haven't seen the movie, go and see it and then listen to it because I, we can't even tell you. And so I, right. was, I stopped, went and saw <laughs> I, I literally did. I stopped what I was doing. I came home and I told my wife, I'm going to go see a movie. She's <laughs> like, what about dinner? Well, like, you, you got yeah. Easy Mac. It's fine. Right. <laughs> You're, you can make your own dinner. Uh, no, she supports us here. Uh, so I, I went and saw that and um, Garrett and Mike made a comment that the movie was so... It, it, it obviously takes place in an alternate reality, of course, just oh, yeah. like most movies do. But uh, the... The conversations and the arguments in the film were so real. They had real resolutions. It, like nothing was wrapped up in a bow and delivered to you. Mm-hmm. It it felt like uh, the characters were really working through things. Uh, oh yeah, it, I mean it even it. reminded me. Uh, it sort of um, <clears throat> gave some allusions to like Uncle Tom's Cabin and sort of the fact that he was. I, I just I labeled him as like the uncle tom that like everyone talks about and i think that that was what they were trying to get at was this just like that line where he says um <clears throat> and i don't want to spoil it of course but that's just one line he basically says um what my success does not affect your success basically is what, mm-hmm. what he, it's in it's when when they're it's a street riot and basically he talks to one of his friends and right. he's and he basically they're like why you know why are you doing this you're you're um, not not doing what is best for everyone, and he's and he basically uses this excuse of just like, just because I have everything that I want doesn't mean that I'm taking from you. Which it's obviously making a point that you know if you do have a lot, you do have a certain responsibility for the community around you. As yeah, well. your success, <clears throat> what you do will bring you your success, but your success will also help impact how I'm successful. Yeah, it because does. Yeah. I found you. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where I'm successful. Yeah, nope, nope. And so I love, I love that, and that's sort of the, that's sort of one of the big themes of it, which I think is really just important for us to all to think about. And they told it in this very weird sci-fi bad dream. It made me feel like I was always in a bad dream. Is oh, oh wow, yeah. That's I it. felt like I, like I was, I knew that I was dreaming. I'm like this is, this is not what reality is. But I, I understood the world mm-hmm. that we lived in, and so it's, it's a really big task. Um, that that was taken. I, I like that. Uh, this might be a bit of a spoiler, um, but I, f- I felt that with the twist and with the conversations, or and, and with the um, wor- worry free was the name of the the um, the company. The company, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Uh, I felt that that was a, a story for everybody that. We all have to work at these places, and we all feel like we live there. We might as well just sign contracts with them. We're essentially the workhorses, right? Right? You right. know, yeah. And yeah. That's that's what I got out of it. I went, oh yes, I mm-hmm. see. I see exactly what they're trying to say here. If you haven't seen, sorry to bother you. You should go go see, see it. it. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna say it uh, multiple times. It it's not for everybody. It truly isn't. Um, if you enjoyed that, the first two acts, that third act might make you in the theater go, what the hell? Yeah, you might actually just, well, some people would probably leave the theater. Other people might vomit. Um, right. Other people yeah. might say, oh my god! 
<laughs> well, that's what I did. <laughs> that's what I, I did. think I went. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I I I really I I really was caught off guard, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, no, it's. But I know everybody were walking was walking out of the theater. I'm like, I got it. I felt like smarter than everybody, you know, <laughs> because everybody was looking at each other. Like, what the hell was that? And you're like, <laughs> like, I'm holding a seminar after this. Yeah, I'll explain I got it to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can the movie theater give me a PowerPoint? <laughs> I can point out everything. Yes. Uh, so uh, let's go um, all the way to the beginning. I, I think. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. So I no, no, that. no, no, no. Hey, that's okay. The the podcast is called Attention Seeking Behavior for a reason, uh, because that's what comedy is for me. It's it's I want to be the center of attention. That's what. Uh, playing the guitar is for someone, or the drums, or being in a band, it, it, being a filmmaker is, is attention-seeking behavior. Um, <laughs> How many times can I say my podcast's name? Uh, we're a sponsor of our own podcast. Well, someone's got to be, you know. And we figured we'd cut out the middleman. <laughs> so uh, you said you started a company with your dad. Yeah. But I want to go the the after hours productions. After hours picture. Pictures. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you asshole. You <laughs> fucking shit. I hate you. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, bye. <laughs> um, no. So, what? What got you started into wanting to one uh, direct, write, act, yeah. produce all of these films? Uh, what was that one moment? One moment. Uh, well, it doesn't have to be one moment, but. <laughs> um, well, let's see. So. I guess I've been I've been involved in um, film and television production since I was like two years old. That were was you, the first. Were so you my, like in a commercials or something. I, yeah, yeah. Get out! You're like yeah. the Gerber baby. <laughs> well, so my my your father... parents fell for that scam on the radio <laughs> that says bring your children. It's not a scam. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Come on in, and then they tell you you got the right stuff, and then you just got to pay thousands upon thousands of dollars, and then nine years down the road, you're up for a Disney show, and then they're like, ah, oh, Daniel Ferguson, you're too old for this. You were great at two, but not no more. You're out of Hollywood. That's what happened to me, and then I decided to write. No, I was, yeah, I was, uh, I guess, yeah, the first commercial I was in, my, my dad has been um, making commercials since oh, so, before I was Okay, alive. so your dad's in it. Yeah, so my my dad's not in the commercial. He, he right. Well, your dad's in. <laughs> he's the... a television producer, television commercial producer, okay. and so uh, I yeah. got an in, guys. <laughs> hey, if you got, no, well, that's the thing is we're we're in a, in a newer part of our business to where um, we're sort of we're still growing. Mm-hmm. We haven't been able to quit our day jobs necessarily yet, um, which is an exciting place to be. It's also a frustrating place to be, but it, it allows us, um, I guess, to to challenge ourselves um, and find new ways um, to create content still. So, um, but yeah, so he, he has been a television producer like since before I was alive. And when I was two, that was when I, um, he cast me in uh, my first commercial. I was a PSA against littering. We were walking along the bike trail and uh, we, he was holding my hand. And he, Whose dick do I gotta come out of to get into a commercial? Oh, oh Jesus! Uh, oh, well, are... it, <laughs> you can come out of most people's dicks. <laughs> you just have to sneak in the back and wave. Um, but yeah, so he's he he's the guy who uh, he he opens a gum wrapper and he throws the gum wrapper on the bike trail ground. And me, the toddler that I am, I run back and I pick it up and I go and I give are it you... to him. 
are you are you telling me you're in those commercials that like littering or <laughs> recycling? Well, okay, so do you the remember, more you know, like, well, or like okay, the so, the one where the kid is like with his grandma and he keeps calling her. Are you you do those commercials? Is that well, what this is? Not now. I at one. But that's point, what you did. Oh my I, god! What a nerd! One, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love you. <laughs> it was okay. So we in Sioux Falls there was um, the whole. The litter bug thing, like don't be a litter bug, mm-hmm. and then there was the the animated, literally the animated bug that would like tell say you know don't be a litter bug. Now I'm not familiar with these. I'm I'm not from from oh, Sioux Falls. Okay, so. where are we from? I'm from Chicago. This originally. is about you. This is a podcast. This is about, about me. Casey See, this Cusack. is what I like Did to I do. Right? It's Custac. Most people people like to think I'm related to John and Joan, but I'm not. (laughs) Kustak. It's Kustak, yes. Casey Kustak. That's so violent. Cusack is... is... Well, my hockey nickname is Cuss, so... Oh, I got (laughs) you. I think it's because of my mouth, but you know. Exactly. No, it works. It works. Um, But no, yeah. So yeah, I I started off being exposed to um, television early on, and I really just um, have always loved being on stage in some way and I was uh-huh. always used to being in front of the camera actually um, and then I sort of like digressed and I had a long time when I wanted Alton Brown to be my dad and I wanted to be a chef for a while uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I went back and sort of um, I, I did a lot of competitive speech when I was in high school um, because when I was an uh, earlier on kid I just didn't there were not any outlets for me I didn't feel like other than like being in television commercials when it came to actually you know acting in a story mm-hmm. it wasn't something I didn't I didn't have any outlets in it or didn't have any real friends that I felt like I could could do that with so it wasn't until I got into high school when I did competitive speech um, for the Lincoln High School oral interp team that I really got into um, literature plays mm-hmm. and just quality story writing um, and so I got a lot of performance experience there and the interpretation of dialogue, which I think is like the most important thing for me, dialogue is, I think just the best way to, um, communicate any, any well, themes or ideas in all honesty. Right. Because it's how we talk. Shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, Whoa, violent. So Look at those spikes, Dan. <laughs> These no, spikes you're... are your angry spikes. <laughs> That you're, I you wanted are, to make this. You're the most violent guest we've had, and this is only episode three. No. Uh, so, I'm such an angry person. I'm just no. I love you. Um, but you're coming on to me. I can tell. Uh, but I'm yeah, just saying, we were supposed to get a beer and make out a while ago this we're, summer. So, real, where's where's the beer? I'm good with the kissing, but I need a little, <laughs> we need a little beer. First. A little first, yeah, just a little a little Bud Light. And just, I got Miller Light if you'd like a Miller. Oh God, I'm good. Oh God, good. Ugh, ugh, Bud Light. <laughs> ugh. Ugh. Got a little a little Fernson in here. Just a little local you know, shout yeah, out yeah. to the Fernson. Fer- you know what? All of the breweries, Fernson, yeah. Remedy, Mug, Monks, just, Hydra. Please give money to this podcast, please. We're just to see. <laughs> your attention <laughs> which i would like hey you know what i would love to have you know some sponsors for it right now that this would is, be great this is just for fun so you definitely have to share this later because <laughs> well, i got I'm, like three oh, friends hell yes um, no i'm just kidding no i'm excited <laughs> i will share this I, no, we've been getting a lot of um listens on on soundcloud which is really cool so that is exciting um, That's a, a, enough there can't be enough sad people in their basement uh, right <laughs> just us yeah 
in my basement. <laughs> oh Jesus! I don't. No, I don't know. So, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about myself so much. No, no, no. I, this, I, no, this episode's about you. If you yeah. don't want to talk about yourself, oh no, to, I will. No, I'm just not used to it. I'm not used to it. <laughs> how do you? How do you think I got them all here? <laughs> yeah, but um, so I, there have been a lot of things that I wanted to be when I when I grew up. I'm still. You there know are a lot what of I wanted to be when I grew up? What? Black. I really did. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I once went as Michael Jordan for Halloween. Yeah, because a lot of the great role models that people have when they're when they're growing up, it, they're they're a different skin color, and so you're like, okay, so this is what I associate with them. Yeah. This is you know, do you no, want to be that? I, right. No. No. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm serious. I went as Michael Jordan for Halloween. Got the Bulls jersey. Um, uh, my, my aunt put me in, uh, black nylons. I'm noticing and the tattoo. You yes. really like I the am bulls. I, bulls, bears, cubs, hawks, uh, black hawks, not the hawkeyes. Gross. Right. Um, <laughs> and the cubs. <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I know about sports right now. <laughs> bulls, uh, bears, cubs, and black hawks. Bulls, right. bears. I wanted you to say all, bulls, all bears, cubs, and cocks. Actually, bulls, bears, cubs, bit. and cocks. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, um, but, uh, so... We got me in black nylons, and then she took brown shoe polish. Oh, put... no! <laughs> oh, no! You know exactly where this is going. There's pictures. I have a picture. But I'm, like, eight. I'm, like, eight. So, I mean, I so can So it's get your it. mom's fault. No, no, no. It's my aunt's fault. Oh, your my aunt's, aunt's fault. fault. But the thing is, is that I was with my aunt. This aunt who did that is my crazy aunt. Yeah. I have another aunt who's sane, who was there, who didn't say, I don't think this is a good idea, Annie. Yeah. But, like, okay, but it's also it's also all about context, too, though. Oh, right. I, you know, we, because, like, you just really looked up to him. I did. Right? You know, and it was like, I, was, I just want to look like yeah. him, which is yeah. totally I, different. Well, when you're than, eight years old, you don't know any better. Right. Well, we... we we hope I don't know anymore. Right, and for for you to be eight years old and for her to explain that you can't be like who and you look up to, and she didn't. Right, and I don't. I honestly, if I if I were a parent in that context, I would probably have done the same thing, only because right. I don't want to tell a kid that they can't be like someone that they look up to. Right, right. No, like, yeah, you know, I get, I get it, I get it. So we have, we have a picture, and, and it's hilarious. Oh, Jesus. Uh, we laugh at it. <laughs> that it's, might be something that will get you fired from Marvel. <laughs> I've grown up so much, though. In right, the, exactly. In it's the like, 23 years at Marvel. What's, what's in your past is still just, in your past. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you were just put put into yeah. it, like, right away. You didn't, yeah. uh, you didn't see a, a movie and go, oh, my God, this changed my life. This is what I need to do. Like, Jurassic yeah. Park is one of those for me. Yeah, I, I saw Jurassic Park, and I I, I wanted to be a, a velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> and you're working yeah, on it. I'm story. still working yeah, on it. No, I, I wanted to I wanted to be a paleontologist, right? Forever, yeah. and I think for the next four or five years, yeah. I studied the shit out of dinosaurs. And then I don't rem- I don't, don't know rem- anything no, <laughs> anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything anymore. Yeah, about those. But like Jurassic Park changed my life, and and. One of those movies I'll still go. Oh, I think goodness. that's why I've been drawn to cinema and stories in general is because mm-hmm. reactions like that yeah. are come from people like what you just said. You can movies it can be so powerful that they can literally change what you want to do with yourself like and what you believe in. Convinced me to get a caller ID. <laughs> 
Um, and then <laughs> cell phones came out. Um, what, yeah, see, it's, it's first off. Let's check. Have you seen? Have you seen all of the screen? Not movies? all of them. Not no, all. Of them. I have In decided screen, not. To. No, you, you know what? They're not all bad. Screen yeah. four isn't that bad. Oh, yeah. is but I will say this: I'm like, there's a reason some of these people died. The people that died in the movie were the ones that were still using landlines. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is that the film... I'm like, bye, Grandma! It's, <laughs> it's not the same when we have both caller ID and cell phones now. Right. It's just, it's not the same. Right. Um, but that goes for everything when it comes to... I think that I think that technology has changed the way that we tell stories completely. Mm-hmm. When, like, I, I love it when um, the, the intention of of a writer is to not ever mention modern technology or to tell a story in the way that it doesn't involve it. Because a lot of stories... That was told, much like Unearthed. Yeah, we don't... use yeah, modern technology. There was, yeah, we... We'll was, talk about Unearthed in oh, here. And oh, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, but yeah, we didn't, uh, we didn't use... Because it, it, I wanted it to be very tactile. I wanted everything to just feel rugged and dirty mm-hmm. and just very... Um, very human, I guess. And so when, when someone incorporates, like if she, you know, like gets, gets back into the truck and she like calls her sister or something and like tells her like, you know, this is, you know, I'm, I'm done with this or I finished it. Like it just, if someone right immediately goes to their device, that takes you out of the world that you're trying to create. Because right. if, if you see an iPhone, it's, and you might want to try to create that. And depending on the type of story you're trying to tell, if you want something to feel really close to your audience and familiar, um, then incorporating a smartphone would be a good idea. But right. otherwise, they can really kill the world that you might want to create. I, it, yeah. Just even one thing like that. And so, um, what your your family obviously supports all of this. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You, it sounds like you've got a good support system with it. I mean, you're you're yeah. you've got a production company with your dad. That's great. Yeah. Um, what what is the the film that you that you go? Oh man, just that. That's that's what I want to do. That's what I got. When it comes to okay, so the feeling, the f- I think it's it's not even necessarily like a genre. Or a type of story that I'm looking to tell that I that I see mm-hmm. that and say I want it to be like that. But what I want is I want to. There are films that I see that mm-hmm. I want to say I want people to feel like that when they watch something that like it's more about the feeling that I felt when I watched it. Mm-hmm. So like if something impacts me so deeply, that's where the film that I think about. So like what um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You mentioned Spielberg. Close mm-hmm. Encounters of the Third Kind. Like that. Huh? No. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I'm so violent. Who? I'm so. <laughs> uh, but I um. Uh, we've we we've mentioned Spielberg throughout with you know. Yeah, exactly, and and that's, it's. It's not an accident, obviously, and it's right. not, and it's not that we don't know other people that we can talk about, but it's that there is something about his work that makes people excited. And what I what I think that is, and uh, I. Obviously, you can tell from me is that I've been doing like a lot of research prior to you coming. Yes, <laughs> I, I feel bad. I should have done more research before I came. No, <laughs> so. no, no. Um, Spielberg makes films about wonder. Absolutely, and that's Absolutely, yeah. where that's where it is. It you know aliens, mm-hmm. dinosaurs, 
artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. you know. Possibilities. Po- exactly. exactly. Yeah. And he's open about that, too. He, he's, I mean, when he talks about the things that he wants to, you know, write about or tell people about or finds entertaining, it's just stuff that he gets excited about. Uh-huh. And, and it's really... He makes it sound so simple mm-hmm. with, because it's it's so innate within him. Mm-hmm. But like making an exciting movie about dinosaurs is not that easy, actually. Uh, it, he was, it's the concept of dinosaurs is really cool, but then you have to take that further. And one thing that he he does in all of his films is he makes it still about the characters. Right. He makes it about you know the moments that and the relationships that they have that's why um we're, we want to watch them and so uh, when i when i watched that um for the first time a close was, encounters right yes okay. yeah when i watched close encounters <clears throat> of the third Camp for the first time it was like i i didn't i it made me cry but it didn't make me cry Pussy. from no, i know yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's what I was telling myself the whole time. Uh, I felt the tear come it. down. And, and I was, yeah, exactly. The the tear was coming down. And I was like, pussy, pussy, fuck off. I hate you. I hate this. I'm not crying. Um, just yelling at the tear the whole we've time. Hit our, we've hit our F word quota. No, I'm, I'm just so, kidding. I'm so sorry. I do. I use, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm just you should it. You should edit this, though, like in some way. Like, cause I don't. No, no, we we don't edit anything. We you we just keep, put we, it on. We, we keep it all on because it's more real, you know. Yeah. Just like just like what you said is that this is about like Spielberg makes it still about the characters. Yeah. This is about you. You're you're yeah. you're the character, but you know you. It was the part you were born to play. Uh, <laughs> I would be totally fine if you edited any part of this. No, we're. I think this is uh, this is a great conversation, and and you know. I, I'm getting to know you a lot more, which is oh, really yeah. great. So put my belt back on. <laughs> I just, I just, it's good. Good. Really good. Really good. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, so I saw it for the the first time, and actually, the thing, I didn't cry because of any kind of emotional like connection mm-hmm. or release within the, within the story itself, but it was the sequence. Um, I don't feel like I'm, I'm not spoiling this for anyone because uh, if you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> like, it just had its thirtieth, fourth, fortieth anniversary, thirtieth uh, or fortieth anniversary. It brought was brought into 4K actually. And it was brought back this past year um, at Cinemark actually. Um, Nerd. But it, no, fuck off! <laughs> I need to stop saying that. You're right. It's getting, you have it's parents. Getting, <laughs> it's no. gonna be a regular thing. Uh, but, They're fine. <laughs> I'm trying to get to my They're point. They're grown up. They haven't this heard, heard be... these words before. Oh, you're right. Uh, this is going to end up being a three and a half hour podcast. Uh, I, we'll, no, we won't, uh, let, we won't let it go three and a half hours. No. My uh, dad will get pissed. He's just like, why do you have to make like, these so long? Like, I promised you I would watch the whole thing, but you also promised you'd leave it under 120. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, but uh, yeah, so I watched that and I got to the, the sequence with the musical communication Beep, boop, boop, yeah, boop, boop. yeah. Yep. And, and so that sequence, what what made me cry was actually the editing, like the, which is so weird to say, but like how well edited that sequence is from when we get to that mountaintop um, experience and then um, finally it just swells with, with the musical communication and we know that finally like, like, do they understand? Do we not understand what they're saying? Mm-hmm. And then there is that connection. And that build-up to just that sequence, I was just 
in like complete emotional awe because I didn't I didn't even know why either I just felt so connected I felt like I was there mm-hmm. and like I, my attention was put in the right place at exactly the right time and that's mm-hmm. why I say it was so well edited because that's uh, I was actually um, one of my um, friends and colleagues at Dempsey Tapley he's a documentary oh, yeah, filmmaker yeah. He, he also has done a little bit of comedy too yes he's done a little comedy as well so uh, I um, was talking with him I know everything <laughs> uh. he's, he <laughs> listens to so many more podcasts than I do and so honestly I think he would he does would, he listen to this one he, he will okay. he will uh, but I think um, you would you would love to talk with him uh, he, about well he's he's more specifically motivated um, as a documentarian, um, but he's getting more into narrative work as well. Anyway, oh, cool. Dempsey Tapley, great guy. You should have him on. But I was talking with him um, actually just a few weeks ago, and we were he sort of was asking me. Um, well, he wasn't really asking me. I was more telling him because that's just what I do. I just tell. But um, we were we were talking about what it means to direct something and what goes into like where does most of your energy go. And, and how how do you approach mm-hmm. editing a sequence and when do you cut? And so um, I guess first of all, I when it comes to directing in general, I do think that I'm going off on tangents, but I do think that um, about 70% of directing, uh, maybe 60% is storyboarding. 40%. Uh, or 40%. <laughs> but I think, it's, I think a good chunk, I would say a majority of direction is storyboarding. Mm-hmm. And if you don't storyboard... I don't know how you do it. I don't know how people who make like Moonlight um, was not storyboarded. The, the the director who, who what's oh god what's his name? I'm blanking on his name. But the guy um, who directed Moonlight, who also wrote it, I believe, um, did not storyboard at all. And I do not know how he shot the whole thing. I don't really. Know. He didn't storyboard. That's what he said. Movie? I, I, that's Barry I, Jenkins. Yes, Barry Jenkins. Um, so that at least that's what I remember him saying is that Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there there are people who shoot like um, also uh, the Little Hours. Have you? I don't know if you, it's a comedy film that um, basically uh, it, it's got uh, I suck at names. Aubrey Plaza. Um, I love it. her. She's fantastic. She's in my um, five. <laughs> Um, but uh, John C. Riley um, is in it as well. He's um, in my five too. He's in your five no, too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it's um, the guy who. Speaking of John C. Riley, sorry yeah, to go no, off on yeah. Kong Skull Island. Have yes. you seen it? Yeah. When he showed up, that was the best part of the film. <laughs> You're just like now it's on a whole other level because right. he's I was here. Like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I I love that, and that's kind of actually how it feels in the Little Hours too, because he's he um he just sort of it feels like he just is just shows up and you're just like wait is that oh my god he's it's just... him and he's in a robe and he's a monk I love it huh. so the Little Hours yeah it's it's ridiculous it's hilarious but it's another one that's just that's it's had true. a lot of success but and it's it's about a um a what do they call it. Uh, when it's a bunch of nuns who live together. Covenant. Co- convent. 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 So it's about a convent in um, another century from now. I don't know what it, what century it would have been because it's hard to tell when it's set. A long, so, long time ago. Because the reason it's hard to tell when it's set is because they talk like we do now. Oh, okay. And it's mostly improv and not storyboarded. And oh, much like uh, Money Python. 
Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that yes, exactly. They and talk so, like we talk now. Yeah, right. And so, but it's off-putting. It's weird, and but it's it makes it difficult to to pin. You're like, okay, so this is not set now. There are no cell phones, and they live near alternate farm universe. Animals. Yeah, alternate um, universe. But they're like cussing, and they're using. They're these like well, moms who are like using words that they would never use. And so it's it's <laughs> funny because it's set in this place, but then they behave <clears> in the way that it is not set that way. But Another one, very successful, but not storyboarded at all. Um, and so, I anyway, we're going back to what Dempsey and I were talking about, which was basically like what it means to, to tell a story and to direct, which I think a lot of it goes into where someone's attention is directed, and so mm-hmm. that, that's where the good editing comes from. So you, of course, have to have... You have to get the shot to begin with. You have to know that you want to, to draw their attention there. But then it has to do with when am I going to show them that? What is the timing of that and so that's why things like reaction shots are so important and why you know intercutting dialogue with with people who aren't speaking are really important or what you want to show when someone is talking um, is much more important than just showing the person who is talking mm-hmm. and so um, we've talked a lot in um, some of like his recent short film I um, helped him out with some of the the editing on it and basically we were able to bring up the emotional weight of it um, just by cutting away rather than staying on something, cutting elsewhere to say, mm-hmm. where do we want to draw that attention? Because it's there. I mean, if it's in the, if you got the shot, but maybe you didn't intend on using that shot, um, the content may still be there and you just have to try something different and say, oh, that changes the tone of this or it ups this in such a good way. It also might ruin it completely. Um, in which case, you know, go back to where you were before, but like, but to have those, the options to draw someone's attention elsewhere, that's, what's really important. And so to know, um, as much as possible to begin with of which shots I'm going to use and why, like, that's how I do it. Cause I just, I'm meticulous in the way that I need to get all these shots. If we want to get something extra on set, fine, but it needs, like I, I do what's called an animatic, which basically, um, is an animated storyboard. So I can't, I can't draw worth a shit. Um, and so I, I use a, a program called Motion, which is Motion Graphics. It's an Apple application, uh, which most people use for like, animating text and everything else. But I um, use it also with uh, like these little cardboard cutouts that um, you can move and keyframe together. And so you can set up um, sort of what would look like your scene, you can put in your environment, mm-hmm. um, and then you can put in the cardboard cutouts and how big they are and where they're in the frame, and then also then where they're moving. So you can block the characters in the scene and say you know where, what the camera movement is. And so it's easy to visually make your movie without drawing, and also through animation. And it's um, it's just really effective to communicate that to team members. And so that's something I'm and I'm really um, meticulous about. Um, but then, uh, are you, are you a director that's like, hands off my shit. <laughs> this is my camera. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you. You stupid. No, <laughs> Who I, was that uh, that did that? What director did that? Oh, to I mean, Lily Tomlin. <laughs> oh, geez. I mean, I, I believe, I would I, believe. I heart that, Huckabees um, or something like that. I would believe that Kubrick would do that. <laughs> I would believe that he would. Um, because he he started off actually as a still photographer, and so he got into film simply by through moving or through still images, then moving images, and then he got into actual um, storytelling from there, which is pretty cool. Um, but uh, anyway, so yeah, I think the the biggest part of um, visual storytelling is just where do you 
direct someone's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's something that we, we've been talking about quite a bit. He and I just sort of like muse together over like just philosophical like, well, what what's the best way to do this? Or why do we do it this way? Mm-hmm. Um, and like there are certain cuts that a person might use in a film that, you know, he you know, will talk about like, you know, why we see it all the time and it makes sense, but we don't really know sometimes why or we don't articulate why we would use it. Um, or just like, you know, cutting in close on someone when it's just like, you know, what's the motivation for it? Lots of different things like that that he and I have talked about. And it's just important to ask the questions of why you're making a cut here because if you're just cutting it to just do that, then you're not actually, there's no intention involved. Um, Whereas if you have an intention behind directing someone's attention, um, it's going to come through in the story later. How how often are you watching your own material after it's all completed um i don't re- i don't really that much want to reminisce is fun with people who like like stuff that i like did in high school that was just like some of it was i feel pretty good about because of what the resources that we had but a lot of the early stuff the only reason that i might be exposed to it is if someone like YouTube's me and oh, they like, try okay. to find me and they're like I saw this thing you made when you were 15 and I'm like you're fired from Marvel I'm like that's still oh. that <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> nothing like that just like this is um, shitty uh, uh, but but yeah I, um, I did something in high school which was basically all I did was just take all no I think it was junior high I just took like all my favorite bits from like The Simpsons and just mashed them <laughs> up and recreated them in just stupid scenes. And made it into like a spy movie, like Austin Powers ish and something like that. And, and it was thing. just so bad. I was like, oh my god. There was some original content in there. My I broke my dad's foot playing basketball. I crossed him over and he just, oh yeah, good. Yeah. That makes it sounds like I killed him. <laughs> but I, he did, I did. He's and he never did, like, played basketball again. He I did like the neck career. move too. He like put his he like put his hand in front of his neck like he was slicing it too. I feel like he just he did off your dad. I pump faked him and I got you yeah. And then he came down on his foot. No, so we called him like Golden Toe. So I mean, it yeah. was like obviously just a spoof of uh, uh, Golden Eye or you know yeah, Doctor uh, No or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't know where that is. I hope it's I hope somebody like. Taped over it with porn, right? Or exactly. Because <laughs> that would something. be that would be less revolting. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this was lost. Oh, no. oh don't like all of a sudden you cut to it, then there's me like jumping over a slide, and then <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it'd be like, oh my god, Casey's video went from what? From what? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I saved it. I saved a copy of it like twenty years later. Uh, so you're getting the support from your from your family. You're, you're yeah. making these things. Um, a lot of them don't and, really. Yeah, like my mom doesn't like. She's great. She's like, oh yeah, my son. He like makes movies, and she like. Does, does she, she watch him? Yeah, like my she'll mom come has never heard any of my comedy. No, I don't think she's ever listened to 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 my stand up CD. I, really? I myself. Yeah, I think it's. I think she just doesn't want to hear me say fuck. Really? No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure she's heard me say that. Yeah. But no, no, I, I think she has. She's just never said anything about well, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And it's probably because I'm not doing anything in that career right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're gaining attention. Right. Through this attention-seeking yeah, podcast. Exactly. So your mom watches it. And she does. Yeah, she doesn't she, have a lot of opinions on things. Because um, she, what does she know? Well, no, it's, <laughs> she has her 
own priorities and um did she help with the the production company not at all no no, no like so my she parents are divorced okay uh, all right. yeah, thanks for getting that out of me i got the no mine are two <laughs> mine are two no, I'm, I'm I, I, i'd like to say i'm working on a screenplay with my stepmom right now but i've done barely any input in it <laughs> like i say it's like a great idea and it really is my, my stepmom is, is a, a phenomenal writer uh-huh. um she I remember she wrote this movie, this screenplay, and she wrote it for Project Greenlight, and oh, really? it was uh, it was an homage to Heat, the okay. movie Heat with yeah. Al Pacino, uh-huh. uh, and um, I read it in a night. Uh-huh. I read it in a night, and like then I loved reading screenplays because you can mm-hmm. just get through them so quick. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was really really good. Um, I, I I wish you know that she was able to to get through on the show because it would have been really fun to see get mm-hmm. made. Um, well, that, that doesn't mean but, she can't make well, it. Well, no, right, you know, right. But, and yeah. and uh, uh, she's writing one now with, if, I would like to say with me and with my brother, <laughs> but I know that my brother and I are like barely doing any of their work, yeah. and so I'm so sorry, <laughs> This Shannon. is your public this apology. This is my apology. <laughs> it's like we had these great ideas um, where we were going to make, um, like, a, a Ghostbusters spoof almost, but it was... It was just going to be more about uh, paranormal investigation as opposed to, to ghost right. busting and, yeah, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't even know where we're at on it. <laughs> and I feel horrible. She's going to hear this and I'm going to get a text. <laughs> I guarantee it. I'm going to get a text and I'm going to be like, okay, I'll start working on it. But my thing is, is I, I can't write a script. I just don't mm. know where to go with things. Uh, and you were, you were talking about being a director. you got to know where to put the emotion, where to, to, where, to make yeah, the effect, it, and where to drop people in. Me, I'm just like, and then we go here, and then he drops scissor, and then she shows her boobs. And, you know, like, yeah. that's what that's what I'm like. I, it's, I'm like, bam, 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 bam. I, I just said, let me look it over, and let me try and find something for jokes. Like, um, I think what what I'd like to do is take some of my, my bits about hauntings mm-hmm. uh, and ghosts yeah. and incorporate in there and like, all right, here's the bit. You write it. Yeah, you and that, that's that's what's great about writers' teams. It's really important because there there are different strengths. And all, all honestly, I, I'm i sort of the other side of things. You I'm, like to do it by yourself. I, well, well, I, I like uh, when you say, you know, you've got these ideas, but when it comes to like actually writing like the dialogue and whatnot for it is maybe yeah. a little bit more challenging. And that's a challenging for a lot of people. For me, though, I feel when someone pitches me an idea and says, what do you think about this idea? I don't really know if I'm going to write it, but what do you think of it? I'm the guy who says, I really like that idea. Let me write it. And I'll give you credit for story. Mm -hmm. You know, because I actually, I go back to, you know, dialogue is, I think, the most um, powerful part of stories, at least that can be. What if you're deaf? I'm just (laughs) (laughs) Then I guess you're not allowed in my theater. Uh, <laughs> what? Not allowed? Oh my goodness! You you had the Auschwitz bathroom. I did. Now, oh, we've gosh. got um, talk against death. <laughs> no, Your dog is nothing. Deaf. This my guy has a dog who is deaf. I do. Um, I do have a dog that's deaf, and that's, she that's is a great dog. She doesn't know her name. <laughs> she barks really loud. We can call her whatever <laughs> we want. Um, but I anyway, yeah. So I do think, like you know, um, for me. When it comes to, when it comes to like coming up with an idea for something, yeah. I am actually not as confident with my ideas for 
stories. I'm more about the execution of the ideas because I'm more confident in my dialogue writing and the actual structure of a story. But like coming up with that, I don't know why. I actually don't really care for my ideas. Well then, <laughs> well then, this is a, a great time to bring up um, Unearthed. Mm. Um, it is a short film you wrote and yeah. directed. Yes. Produced all of that fun stuff. I, yeah, I did all of essentially. It won an award, thing. right? It, yeah, it's we've won um, three, three awards so far. A lot of da. But yeah, um, but so, well, yeah. So. You, where did where did that was that an idea that you had consulted with somebody on, or was so, this an idea on your own? <laughs> So, so yeah, let, let's yeah no no, no yeah. let's 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 bring it to what unearth is unearth is uh, I, I'm gonna try and do my best to you describe should, it. You should do that. It's yeah. uh, about a woman who's burying her past essentially. Yeah, I mean her it's her husband. Her husband is her past. Okay, yeah, now oh you ruined so, our fan uh, theory. I'm Damn it! <laughs> I'm sorry. No, but no, no, but it's I love the uh. theories because there are other. I just um so you um. Watch the the feedback video yes. that yeah was sent. so I loved that and I thought it was great. Um, it, a lot of that, you know, was the themes are in my my heart yeah. for that. Those same themes that we're talking about, they got it. And if it, you, it's you know, about abusive relationships, yeah, it's essentially it's, it's honestly I what I wanted to do um, was initially I had this um, just in image of my in my mind. I was on the road at like. 2 a.m. on the highway back to Sioux Falls from Minneapolis, and I just had this image of, in my mind of a shovel going into dirt. That was it. Like, I wanted to hear mm-hmm. that. I wanted to hear the shovel going into dirt, and I wanted to feel it, and I wanted to see the dirt. I, mm-hmm. I don't know why. It was just really appealing to me, and I was like, okay, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. And then I thought... Then I murdered somebody. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, well, I've never... I wanted to... I wanted to have sort of the contrast mm-hmm. of, like the discomfort and sort of the violent act of actively digging a grave. Mm-hmm. I wanted to feel the exhaustion of what it would mm-hmm. be digging a grave. Also, why would a person be digging a grave by themselves? She you dug know, a perfectly neat grave. That was my that. that was an issue. <laughs> that was that was an issue on the production design. Uh, you're right. No, um, I don't mean that negatively. <laughs> I mean, it was just something that I noticed. I was like, yeah. that is really neat grape. <laughs> you're right. It's too neat. It honestly does. It makes no sense story-wise. Oh, man. I feel horrible about <laughs> bringing that. No, 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 no. Up. You're right because I'm learning. And I didn't have a production designer. I didn't have a No, person. you did this all. You yeah. did th- this one was all yourself, I right? would have loved to say to a production designer, find the location, dig the grave, make it look like it needs to be because I would have... I, my mind was in so many different places that I I just I didn't do that I didn't I let it slip up and, and so the the grave does look artificial and nicely the, the nice thing about it is the film is meant to be essentially more metaphorical anyway well and yes um, and so it's that is fine it's not meant to like, I mean whether or not you know she actually did it is is you know fine whatever the, the themes are still there I feel like well, um, I, you know it, it 
if we go back onto the the feedback and the theories piece of it, it yeah. this woman is is burying her husband. So now that you quashed, quashed my theory, I'll tell you oh, I tell you where I, 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 I was up. going. You keep going. No, no. So going. my wife and I, thank you so much for for uh, letting us see it. And, oh and yeah. Letting us watch it. Oh. That it was really really fun to watch, and we watched it a couple weeks ago, and then I I had to watch it again because oh, I wanted really? to make sure that I wasn't missing anything <laughs> in there for for our our theories. So. Um, we afterwards we watched this this film of this woman burying um, her her husband. Now that C- I know, continue that. with your theory. That's fine. Okay, so say it. You're past, we, past. we watched yeah. this woman burying this this man, and she's obviously having this conversation with this little girl at mm-hmm. this time. And this she's talking about. I I did it for us, baby. I did it for us. Um, you don't, you wouldn't understand, um, type of thing. I, I, I think that's right. But a lot of that same, similar, a, a lot of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to be able to quote it verbatim that's by just any fine. means. That's just fine. Um, and then she says, it's all done. And the little girl, she was like, I don't need your help. I don't, she keeps telling the little girl, I don't need your help with this. Yes. You've done enough. It's all good. Everything's fine now. And then the little girl is in the grave and, uh, she goes, are you ready? Are you ready? And she puts the body down and then starts putting the dirt over. And then you see her driving away. And then that little girl shows up again. And we got the idea with the imagery that you put in there that the little girl that she was talking to, because you don't see the little girl's body, Hmm. was her. Mm -hmm. Was that this? she just killed her father because her father was sexually abusing her uh-huh. and abused her as a child and as she grew up and now this woman she she got the strength she could finally take care of what needed to be done years ago so she's talking to her little self her little abused self and then that's why there's no body because when she buries it she's like I'm done this is over this is it we're done we're to the past see that's so I'm much moving I'm moving on that's so so that's cool. what we that's what that's what Abby and I thought that's what Abby and I thought, that... and we we went back to we went back to watch it to make sure that there wasn't any, uh, there wasn't any dialogue to make it seem like husband. She kept saying daddy though. Mm-hmm. She said daddy did this, and so it could have been taken either way. And I see where where you're saying that she was burying her husband now, and that the little girl, the little girl it's obviously so much cooler the way. That <laughs> <laughs> see the ideas that other people have it are was... way cooler than it... ones I have in my head. It, it went from because the original one we thought oh she killed her husband because her little her little girl is dead she that's right. what we originally thought and we didn't take anything away from it and we mm-hmm. went okay all right um, maybe there's a different message here and that's why we had to watch it again Which, and when we saw it the second time we went oh, this is it this is what he's trying to say oh my goodness what a great metaphor what a great uh, analogy what what he's using and. What he's symbolizing, because yeah. then she gets in the car, and then the little girl, the, I think the last words are, you want to get some ice cream? Yeah, yeah. And that's like her way of going, all right, things are now going to get sweeter, or, or better, you know, and I, I thought it was yeah. a really, very well done, oh, well done you. film. I'm sorry for ruining it no, for no, you. No, 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 that's so, okay, because you the, the ideas that you are getting at in your theory are they're the same themes that I was trying to get at, mm-hmm. and so like you got that, and that, and when it comes to the, uh, does the that story, mean something? I feel like. <laughs> no, it does. It, yeah, no, you honestly, that's so so cool that you guys um, thought about it that way because I, I'm going to start like pitching it that way to people, <laughs> in all honesty, because it's so 
it's it's trained. I want a story credit. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but like my idea behind, I guess, in a story, what what I'm trying to do is, in general, I'm trying to get at mm. a theme, and that, like, yeah. that that goes back to you know, uh, middle school English class when we're talking about when mm-hmm. we read literature, what are the themes. So like a story for me is is like a vehicle to get at a theme, mm-hmm. and so um, no matter what. If you're if you're expanding upon those themes and it's making you think and ask questions, like, awesome! <laughs> like that's that's so cool. And so yeah, I'm gonna just go with that, <laughs> and we'll just because yeah. Um, I can I, edit that out too, so we don't spoil anything. If, you, be, if you'd like, if you want, you know what? It you can use your own judgment. I'm not gonna be mad if you spoil it for me because I think that anyone who wants to watch it will end up watching it. Um, you know, it, it's something that um, I think people. If they're gonna seek it out, or if they do see it, they'll and hopefully enjoy it anyway, um, or at least try to figure out an, um, what it actually means. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, no, no problem. Um, but yeah, so I'll basi- look at the time and mark the time there for for me. Just I oh, want to go yeah. back because I yeah. want I want to be um, one twenty four. I want to I want to be honest with you and just say it was a really good film. That I, I don't want I don't I don't want it to be spoiled that way. So uh, let I me let me that. make my note here. So I really I appreciate can, that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. So that people can get into the oh my god, it's so much better. <laughs> That's where we'll start. That's where we'll get back in. Um, because I want yeah I want. Um, yeah, I, I like that people are excited about it, and I like that people are having their own theories about it. Um, and I want people to, you know, get get back at it on social media and, and say, you know, what you mm. think it's about. Hashtag like unearth. Yeah, brother. <laughs> I've been doing it. Anyone else doing it? I, th- I think I did. I think I did after yeah. I saw it. So It's still on, I mean, it's still going to festivals. It's still, um, we actually, um, we got. Oh, yeah, if it's going to yeah. festivals, I won't spoil it. Yeah, well. It is still, ha- yeah, we, um, and there. Are, the thing is, I don't, when is this going to air? You know when this uh, This will probably air within the next week. Okay, because we've gotten into a couple of festivals that they've they're, they've sent me the email and they're like, but don't tell anyone yet because we haven't gotten public yet. So I'm like, should okay. I tell people or not? But uh, yeah, so we, we are still um, on the festival circuit. If you want to, e- e- once that gets released, if you want to email me, I'd be more than happy to put a tag in the front in oh, the front of the episode yeah. that says, hey, you know, you can see that film. Yeah, we ha- I have no problem doing that too. Oh, so thanks, I can baby. I can hold off oh. a couple weeks if you'd like. <laughs> that would yeah. It's honestly I'll I, wait yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> and in all honesty, of of anyone actual of there being like a, an actual detriment to like the festival, basically they just don't want other people to be upset that, that they didn't that get we, in, that they didn't get in, or that I knew before they knew, right? Or you know, or before yeah. They, 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 doesn't really matter. It's a, it doesn't. We, we want you to get that Marvel job. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I want to be in your Marvel <laughs> film. I uh, am a big Marvel nerd. I'm just saying that better happen. You've got it. I'm. You're on it right now. You. You're uh, guy number four. Oh, <laughs> do I get words? Do I get words? Yeah, I don't want to be cut. You've got one word, one line of dialogue. Um, you, you know, I get claws um, like Wolverine. In all honesty, I probably wouldn't be in charge of that if I were. Right, right. If I were in charge of either directing the film or writing the film, I think, I, I think you could put some, but you could put friends in it. Yeah, I'd pro- I'd have to talk to the corporate about that. Apparently, they're kind of. I hold this guy from attention seeking behavior podcast <laughs> yes no absolutely i um no we uh if that happens absolutely 100 uh, percent. you heard it here first for <laughs> listeners uh, uh but yeah so we but it's still in its um it doesn't really feel like it's in its um infancy when it comes to festivals but like we've 
when you uh, submit to a festival, sometimes you don't hear back for like mm-hmm. over a year. Right. Literally. Right. Like um, it's a long time. And so, because um, you filmed this last year, we right? filmed it or... September of 2017. Okay. So yeah, I guess a year ago. Yeah. Oh, Weird. Wow. wow. Um, and so yeah, it was um, basically uh, the way that we're approaching it now is um, we've been talking with some companies about possibly putting us on their platform. Uh, for streaming, we're not, you know, it's really difficult to get any kind of um, uh, distribution for, for short films because it's men- mainly meant to, you know, tell a story that you wouldn't normally be able to, to fund on a larger scale or mm-hmm. maybe something that would be, you know, more for that scale. But there are platforms that do it. Um, and uh, so we've, we've been, that's sort of some of the next steps for the film is that we, we want it to be available on a platform rather than just like on film freeway. Is this a film that you might go back and look at on your career and go, I want to redo it? Um, that, and I I don't mean that disrespectfully. No, no, you're absolutely right because we, we had, I mean, the budget was almost non-existent, you know, and it was like, like, yeah. Or expand upon the the story and and make it maybe a feature. I actually, I did think about how, how I've, I've, I've been making, I, I haven't thought too deeply about the plot structure, but I have... I don't think you should. No, yeah, I know. Because it's really good. Uh, I mean. Appreciate that. No, I, I do. And so, like, it, it, when it comes to um, expanding into a feature, I do think that the aesthetic of it is something that I loved. Um, and I, I just... It felt um, as visceral as I wanted to have that experience mm-hmm. to be. I, want, I, I had never dug a grave before. I had this whole... The character that we're exploring within this woman... Um, it's it's very um, just I love I like her it's raw exactly and this this girl that we I was able to find Anya Anya Cleats is fantastic she's just an incredible actress and she's hilarious um, but just she's so good and, but it was it was just a style that I wanted that I enjoyed creating and I I would definitely um, see something like that cool. becoming longer but yeah anyway, that's cool. like longer down the road but um, so yeah um, I. Uh, I don't even you watch it. I guess come to festivals. It's it's gonna be. Guys, I just want to tell people. You know what? You know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it. And if I get in trouble, I don't care. So we're. Uh, the, <laughs> well, it doesn't because they haven't got. It doesn't even because it. By the time this comes out, I think that there are already these festivals. If it's gonna be out in a week or so, it'll be fine. Basically, so we um, the soonest one that's happening is just the South Dakota Film Festival in Aberdeen, um, which they. Um, I don't know if I should, if I'm able to announce this or award or not, but they're they're giving us um, best best horror film, I think, or something like that. Which oh, I wow. didn't I didn't think of it as being I didn't think of it as being a horror film to begin with, mm-hmm. actually. Um, but I, I I may have it de- also it depends on your I've learned about like niche audiences and whatnot. You definitely if you can put a project into a more niche category. I would say do it simply because it's going to attract more of a following. Mm-hmm. Um, because like we've been, um, I wrote it initially just as like in my mind, I'm like I, the genre, I wrote it as a drama. I'm like, I'm going to try to do a drama cause I'm mostly familiar with comedy writing, but I did the drama. And so it sort of turned into like a horror fantasy sort of thing because it, it's very sort of off putting and not necessarily realistic. And so that's how people are interpreting it. Um, and the only reason it's horror is because interesting like, 
because there is a dead body. Um, that's why people are inter- they have been calling it horror. I think that oh. that's kind of a stupid way of calling it horror. I don't think that it's horror. Um, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think of it as horror. But but uh, that's what I, people are, are they're saying. I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I'll take it a word. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No. Exactly. I, like I don't know. But um, so uh, yeah. So and then um, what else? Um, but also finally, Amy got. Um, our, our lead actress, she got some recognition with, um, we got, well, I guess both Anya and Amy, they were fantastic, but we got best performances for the Amy actors as well. Girl. And Anya is the little girl. Anya is the Amy little girl. Is the Amy woman. is the, okay. Yeah. And Sorry, so, Anya and Amy. No, that, that's fine. They hate you. Uh, no, um, but, uh, yeah, so they finally got some recognition for their amazing performances because I was just blown away by both of them in the audition process. I, um... Basically, I appreciate everyone who auditioned, but these, for these parts, these two actresses just blew everyone else mm-hmm. like out of the water. I was just like, very it was, cool. It was like we, we Anya, aud- Amy, great job. <laughs> but for the audition process, but yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah. So we actually auditioned um, Amy over Skype. Actually, she didn't. I didn't even. I met her. She is from Fargo. She's three hours away, and so. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, she yeah, is I hilarious. She's a she's a comedian and roustabout is what she calls herself. Uh-huh. Uh, she is. She's got her own um, comedy troupe as well. They do, oh, very cool. They do sketch comedy. She's yeah. So her name's Amy Klein. She's fantastic. She plays accordion. She's a great musician as well. Wonderful uh, woman. She's so ungodly. Dempsey talented. and Amy. <laughs> yes, they're both. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I think they would both love to be here. Um, but yeah, so we, we did it over, over Skype and it was her emotional connection with me, not even being in the same room with me was just so much better. And her interpretation was so much stronger than anyone I did in person as well. And so it was, it was just a crazy experience cool. to, to have that with, cause so she's, yeah, she is wonderful. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, what else? I don't. know. What else you want to talk about? We don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to keep them about an hour and a half, yeah, two hours, right. and we're we're yeah. we're good. We're Sorry good. I, I mean, that. how are you yeah. feeling? How I'm are you feeling? good. I just feel like I'm rambling. No, no, not at all. You feel good. What? Are, yeah, satisfied? I feel okay. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to talk so, about? Babe? Uh, well, I. What? <laughs> come on. Come on. Well, just, no. <laughs> keep it in. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I like to I like to end every uh, podcast um, with a game. Hey, yeah, we uh, we, we okay. can play we can like wrap games. we can wrap things up uh, this I suck way. At games. We we can play three. There are three different games. You get to choose. We can play two of them. We can play all three. We can play one of them. Okay, uh, there fun. is uh, yeah. <laughs> there is impressions. You uh, you have to do an impression. Uh, well, yeah, um, I could or... try, <laughs> <laughs> and I have to guess who and, you're doing and fail. And then okay. uh, I, I'll do an impression, and you have to guess who I'm doing. Okay. Um, or um, we could play my wife or Ariana Grande, <laughs> and I will say an Ariana Grande quote uh, or a quote from my wife, and you have to guess. Oh my god, that. that sounds like so much fun! <laughs> <laughs> or or we can play uh, weird news, and with this, with you being a filmmaker, uh, I've got a couple of weird news articles already. Uh, I will read the weird news. You have to tell me where you think in the world this is from. Like where what in country? The, yeah, what where, region, like, yeah, where, just what country? Where that you, sounds so hard. Where do you think it's from? <laughs> I, you, it, you'll figure it out quick. Okay. Uh, where it's from, uh, we, we usually start riffing on it. But for you, uh, I will read a weird news, and I want you to tell me who you would cast 
in the movie version of the weird <laughs> of the weird news story. <laughs> okay, um, and also FYI on Ariana Grande game. I have no quotes by Ariana Grande or my wife because neither of them are interesting. <laughs> so you're just gonna come so up with something? It's just a game we don't just, play, and I say we have, we just don't play it. Aww. It's just. <laughs> I think I don't want my actually... Google search to be full of Ariana Grande. Got it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no. Well, so it, that, that's just a little joke for me. Is that we never get to play my wife or Ariana Grande because I have no quotes Aww. from either. I of fully them. believe that you should instigate <laughs> that game. You should do that. I feel like it would be worth it. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I, I've been considering it because everybody really wants to play that game. Yeah, it's and that just means I have hilarious. to that just means I have to listen to my wife. <laughs> Which is way too much work. You're already listening to Ariana Grande. I'm already listening to Ariana Grande, but no, no, I, I love my wife. I don't know and I I don't think I've ever heard an Ariana Grande song in its entirety. I think I'm just like turn it off. <laughs> and that's no disrespect to Ariana Grande. It's just, she just doesn't do no, any I'm, of the I'm, music that I'm doing. It doesn't do I'm just glad somebody's out there doing what they want to do, doing what yeah, they want. So, do your shit, do so we can really honestly play impressions. Um, and I'd be okay um, with doing both of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Give. So, I mean, if if we can make do one or two, one or two impressions and we're good. Okay. Sounds good. If you want to cut it out, that's fine. My impressions. We won't are cut awful. anything out. So yeah, no, and that's the fun thing. Okay. Let's see see what you can do. Okay. What I can. Yep. So uh, <sighs> you have to do an impression, uh, and I will. Okay. Yeah. I wish that we had like. A name to draw out of because I need to think of. Oh, that would be to, good. Because I need to think of someone. All right, that I fine. Can do. I'll start. I'll start. You start. You that, give me an idea. Give me an idea. Okay. Okay. Hey, here I am. <laughs> you say my name three times, all right, and then I'm gonna be here. Oh, that's Beetlejuice. I'm the ghost with most. Two more times. What? Two more. Say two more times. Oh, Come Beetlejuice. On. Beetlejuice. <laughs> it's showtime. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. See, that was dumb. The, the, You're was the first very... one to ever play impressions, was... and that's oh, the Jesus. only impression I got. Am I the first person to decide to do impressions? You're the first person to decide to the, do everyone impressions. Else, other people. Have I just thought like, impressions no. would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm trying to do. Let's see. I want something. I don't know who you're as familiar with, though. You just do it. I guess. Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So. Um, Daniel Bergeson. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> Give me like a category of person. Uh, comedy. Co- comedy. Okay. Um, me. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't want to be racist either. <laughs> that's the thing. Don't pick it. Uh, the, but like, see, that's the the most. Um, you were gonna do Richard Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna do Chris Rock actually. Oh, no, uh, if you could do Chris Rock, do Chris Rock. That's oh, cool. God. If anybody could do Chris Rock, that's great. Man, I even, I even tried it. I even tried doing that voice. I, I haven't, oh, that's more, that's, see, that's more Eddie Murphy. I that's got racist. <laughs> got, got racist. Got racist right there. Oh, my gosh, this so is I awful. I can't do it. Okay. Um, see, I told you I got racist. Uh, unintentionally. It's not like you're saying it's anything true. bad. They both just, but they both talk in that higher yeah, register, and then they it. sort of, like, sing song their way through it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just um, I can't do. Uh, how about I like? I want to guess you more. You work on your impressions more because you're a comedian. I want to hear you do. Um, Give me another. Who's the far? Who's the boss? Is in a food, Lois. 
<laughs> you gave it. All right, yeah, all right, I know, Peter right? You gave it away, um, Peter. I'm trying to think of other people uh, that I can I can do. I, can, I just can't think of them um, off the top of my head. Um, yeah, could, no. I'm one not, thing I'm you could really do is you could it. read me a news article in a voice. <laughs> <laughs> I could read no. you. Okay. Uh, do you actually have news articles? I do. I do. Have, yeah, I, I have I news be, articles. I would love to, to. All right. So, so we are going. We are going into the news articles. We are going to go into weird news. We'll skip impressions. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You made me do two impressions. And I you did. did nothing. Okay. I did. So I've got. Uh, I've got five news articles, and I want you to tell me. Who you would name in these movies? Okay. Okay. So the news article is a movie. No, no. Who? You, I'm sorry. I want you to tell me who you would, um, who you would uh, cast in the movie about these. Okay. All right. So let me pull it up. All right. Americans need to stop washing and reusing condoms, the CDC warns. <laughs> condoms are for one-time use only and should be properly disposed of after sex. Obviously. <laughs> for centuries, <laughs> the Centers of Disease Control... I, they didn't really say for centuries. I'm just saying. <laughs> and prevention has issued a warning to for uh, warning to sexually active Americans to stop washing and reusing condoms because unbelievably people do it. So I want you to cast uh, who would be the head of the CC, uh, CDC releasing this, and who would okay. be the person who is obviously the reason why they had to <clears throat> announce this. Okay, so initially Michael Sarah came to mind. Okay, and he is obviously <laughs> he's the guy, the guy who is reusing the condoms. his condoms. Yes. <laughs> he's the guy who is reusing the condoms. And the person who is now putting this out as something that we, we yes. can't do anymore, um, I would say Alec Baldwin. Ooh, Alec Baldwin would be a good CDC guy. He would, he would be the, he's the straight face, just sort of like, look. We, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> this is not the way that it was designed. And what you're doing right now is, di- is right. just... How would you do Alec Baldwin saying, we say it because people do it. Don't wash or reuse condoms. Use a fresh one for each <laughs> each sex act. Each sex I, act. I have to read... That's so long. I have yeah, to read you have it. to read that. Okay, okay. Alec Baldwin. Okay. Alec, read it as Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <clears throat> we say it because people do it. Don't wash or reuse. Oh no! (laughs) We say it because people do it. Don't wash or reuse hashtag condoms. Use a fresh one for each hashtag sex act. I can't. can't. He's so. He's so. We say. We say it. Uh, He doesn't. Come on, lemon. Let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, lemon. We say it. it. We say it. We say it because people do it. Come on. We don't we don't wash or reuse hashtag condoms. Use a fresh one for each hashtag sex act. Go.usa.gov. I got it. I got it now. I got it. Look, okay. Look. <laughs> Wonderful. I, that's just his. I'm Jack Donahue. I'm Jack Donahue. I'm Jack Donahue. All right. I need um, to... Here we go. Florida um, woman fleeing police gets corralled by cows. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just it. Yep, that's, that's all. That's the headline. 
Um, Florida woman fleeing police gets it's corralled by cows. cows. Um. Yep. I would say we've got. I'm thinking Amy Poehler for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Poehler would be the Florida woman, right? She would be the Florida woman, yeah. And the person who's now telling us about it, or... Um, who the would be the, the cow? cow. The who, cow. Would, who would play the cow? Who would play the cow? Yes. Michael Sarah. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, who would... Jesus Christ, oh. making a mess in here. This is why I can't have no. nice things in my house. I know, I vandalize everything. Um, <laughs> no, that was me. <laughs> um, who would play the cow? Um, definitely going, actually, yeah, definitely going with Michael Sarah. I feel like he would be a really great cow. He'd be a good cow. Okay. Yeah. Now, this, this one would be uh, good for you. Uh, director casts a robot as a lead in a movie. American History X director Tony K is yeah. casting a robot as a lead in his next movie. Really? Deadline reports the artificially intelligent robot will play the lead in K's upcoming indie comedy Second Born, a sequel to First Born. The robot will receive training in various acting methods to prepare for the role. No K way! K and producer Sam Cozy uh, want to avoid using CGI by casting a real robot, and they're hoping the robot will be even receive SAG, uh, you know, Screen Actors Guild uh, recognition for the role. The story of Second Born what? follows a young married couple with different family backgrounds. Complications surrounding their first pregnancy force their family members to come together and find common ground. So, I want you to cast the young married couple, and then I want you to cast their robot kid. Robot kid. Yes. Okay, the young married There's couple. There's Rosie from the Jetsons. There's a <laughs> chick from Ex Machina. Uh, okay. Oh, God, Ex Machina is a great film, by the way. If you haven't seen that, you need to see it. Um, it's the chick from Blade Runner. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's Nebula okay. from Guardians. Uh, um, okay, so how old are they? Do we know how no, old No, we they don't. Are? Just we don't say young married couple. Young married couple. So me and Abby. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, okay, so I've got... Um, I kind of want them to be like, I want them to be a gay couple, actually. Hey, that's fine. It says young married couple. Uh, I, I think it would, that would, that's a little bit, it might not, let's see, okay. It should be Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson, and see, initially, honestly, who came to mind was Mila Kunis, actually. I thought that she Those, would be at least. Both of them. That like, if be. they were both... If they were, if they were a married couple, and they end up, so is, are they adopting They're, the kid? Of different family backgrounds, Mila Kunis and Scarlett Johansson. Uh huh. Complications surrounding their first pregnancy could have been an artificial insemination. Uh-huh. It could have been perfectly yeah, yeah. fine. We got a yeah, gay yeah. couple. That's fine. I love it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> Let's keep going now. Who's the robot? Who's so the robot they, they get... I want one of those things that you plug the iPod into and it starts dancing. Yeah. <laughs> That's their kid. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want the like the voice of the robot to be a well-known actor that we already know. Like so, like a well-known actor that we already know. That was Can we get Haley Joel Osment from oh, <laughs> Artificial Intelligence? That's the second Artificial Intelligence <laughs> reference. <laughs> I, I like the idea that it's like, um, like. 
the voice of Bill Murray or something. Oh my god, I was just thinking that too. How, <laughs> it's yeah. like, it as a kid and it's still talking like Bill Murray. <laughs> exactly, and it's still talking like him. That's hilarious. And they're like, dude, we didn't order this. Why does my Why does my robot kid sound like Garfield? Would you cl- yeah, just clean out, just clean out the speakers. <laughs> like, there's some dust in the speakers or something. Uh, that's funny. I would, I would, I would, that's a good one. That's All ridiculous. Right. That's a ridiculous one. I like one. it. I love it. <laughs> I want some more of it. All right. Two more. Okay. Do, do, do. Surveillance video shows Trio stealing shark by disguising it as a baby. Leon Valley police say a well-trained Trio took Shark Week too far, stealing a horned shark from the San Antonio Aquarium Saturday afternoon. According to Leon Valley Police Chief Joseph Salvaggio, that's his name, the group <laughs> stole the shark from an open pool where visitors were allowed to reach in and pet various species in the tank two men and a woman are a want are wanted in connection with the theft so these are ridiculous news stories yes that you're so giving me who are the three who are the three shark nappers okay so two men and a woman two men and a woman two men and a woman and a woman <laughs> singular women singular uh, women got it okay um and there's so three people two men and a woman stole a shark i'm not casting the shark Right. <laughs> it's okay. Bruce from Jaws. Okay. So I've got... We'll do... Initially, when you said stealing a shark, for some reason, Paul Rudd came to mind. Okay, I could see I that. I don't know why. But you're giving me all these stories that they're, they're like... I'm thinking of actors who are just great great comedic actors because these they're ridiculous. Really funny. These exactly. are, yeah, they're ridiculous. Exactly. So yeah, I would say I would say Paul Rudd would be there. He would be um the the guy who's like I I don't know if we should do this. And then and then <laughs> he's like, the moral he's, compass of the group. Like, I didn't want to get this. He's like, this is insane. What why are we even doing this? I, I just don't have anything else to do. But they disguise the shark as a baby is yeah. the best part. I think that he would be like the guy who who they tell him about it and he's like, Look, I don't want to do this, but if we're going to, this is how we have to do it. We, <laughs> only we, that kind of thing about sharks and babies. He's like, he's like, the only way we can pull this off is if we dress it up as a baby. Or like there's some other situation where they need they have like baby clothes and so they're like, Well, we have these baby clothes for one reason, but we also have to steal this shark. So let's just improvise and use these baby clothes. Um, so you got him and you've got, let's see. The only baby clothes have been sharks. <laughs> <laughs> they got a ship, just a shit ton of baby clothes. It's a, you, the woman's in the baby clothes business. Right. Oh, She's okay. like, how am I going to sell all these baby clothes? <laughs> There's, everybody sells baby clothes. How am I going to sell them? Well, your baby clothes fit sharks. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that he's, uh, that the other two, that the male and female are, they're married. And then Paul Rudd is like their friend. And so, like, who would be the married couple that's also, he's, like, the third wheel along with them? I'm thinking, uh... I put Zach Galifianakis in one of them. Okay. But if you do that, you got to take Paul Rudd out. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have them both. I, I think, yeah. I, I don't, I, I like them both, but I don't yeah. think... They would play the, I, I feel like they play the same, same role. character, exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. they would play the same They'd character. They'd both be like, this is ridiculous. I was, uh, my casting yeah. for that? Yeah. Owen Wilson, Zach Galifianakis. Okay, yeah. And then I can't think of... Who would be... Who would, uh, see, I'm thinking Zach Galifianakis, if we do, or Paul Rudd, they're interchangeable. Kristen Wiig. 
Absolutely. She she could, she could do, do it. it. She could do it. Yes. I'm. I want. She's just crazy enough <laughs> to steal a shark. She is. I'm abs- wigging out. Yeah. I, Krista Wig. Also, I do think that um, Amy Poehler could play a most like the ridiculous. We picked her for things already. I fantasize about her. Well, who doesn't? I have. Uh, no, but you're right. Kristen Wig could. You've you've given me all these. I feel like you might be a comedian because you've been giving me all these funny concepts. <laughs> um, is that is that what this That's is the about? best compliment? I think uh, he might be a comedian. <laughs> I think this guy. No, I feel like if I ran into you on the street, I'd be like, this guy. It's because I look like every comedian, bald and beard. <laughs> That's not a problem. You just look like half of the white guys. I look in the world, like every though. white comedian. I love it. Uh, I yeah, I'm down with Kristen Wiig. That or who else would steal a shark? Uh, Kate McKinnon. <laughs> or no, I know we've already mentioned her, but Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza would. Yes. Play, she'd play the crazy bitch. She would be who's like so good in that. Into that, she's like. I already want to see this. Shut up and take my money, (laughs) Daniel. She would do it. Let's make this movie. Because she's so good at playing, like, like all in, like, so much energy, like, straight face, like, crazy. (laughs) Crazy lady. (laughs) Let's do this. Let's make this movie happen. All right. Uh, All right. I'm good. Last one. Down. Okay. Superintendent. (laughs) I always say every time I see that, hi, Super Nintendo Chalmers. Jesus. <laughs> there we go. Right? It's an, I love that. My cat's breath smells like cat food. <laughs> Miss Hoover. Miss Hoover. I, my worm jumped into my mouth and I accidentally ate my worm and now I don't have a worm. Is that an actual reference? Yes. That's that's the actual. All right, Ralph. Just put your head down and go to sleep. <laughs> Yay, that's why I'm a Viking. <laughs> I think I bent my Wookiee. Jesus. Is that what they're calling uh-huh. it nowadays? <laughs> I, oh, man, I love them. I love Ralph Wiggum quotes. They make me laugh all the time. <laughs> I like men now. <laughs> I like men now. Yeah. Superintendent resigns, plans to sue cops who arrested him for pooping spree. <laughs> oh, my God. Thomas Tramagalini is planning to sue police after his arrest for pooping on a high school track. Oh Kenilworth School District Superintendent Thomas Tramogini has submitted his resignation after he was arrested in April, accused of defecating on a high school track. Tramogini's attorney has submitted tort paperwork to sue the police for damages over $1 billion following what? his arrest. Yep. The investigation into the pooping spree started at... <laughs> <laughs> ah, this high pooping school shit. Spree. Um, <laughs> as the Homedale, the Homedale High School track team was encountering feces on the track each day. They're just, he's just it's shitting there and they're just like, shitting. oh my God, there's See, poop again. He's got to, they've got to, he's got to be a supporting character. Like he can't be a regular. But the thing well, is, is they would, were saying. he would be the protagonist. The thing <laughs> is, is that they were going, that they were finding, it says they were finding human feces in the athletic area on mm-hmm. a daily basis. How do they know it's, uh, it's human feces? Like if right, I want, yeah. if I just, if I see poop just, out in the open, I'm not going, that's a person's poop. <laughs> <laughs> I know these my are, poop. These are the that's, things for experts to deal with. That's that is a human-sized log right there. <laughs> no animal can produce poop that big. I like the idea that it's like a protest thing. That he's a guy with like maybe his daughter like went to that school, but maybe his daughter like died, and like the school <laughs> it's like part of the school's fault. 
And so regularly, in order to protest against the school, maybe he goes and he shits on the track. Well, this is what this is what it says. Staff members joined the school resource officer in monitoring the area and were able to identify a subject responsible for the acts, the department said. Tramalgini, 42, was arrested at 5.50 a.m. April 30th after he was observed defecating on the football field. At 5.50 in the morning? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what coffee are you drinking that it's early? early yes, yeah, to get crap. it moving. Oh, my God. Like, my poop doesn't come until about... Nine. Oh yeah, no, I'm, uh, like, I'm like right as the right as the work bell rings. I'm like fifteen minutes. Gotta <laughs> take my grapper. Uh, he was charged with public urination or defecation, lewdness, and discarding and dumping of litter. <laughs> dumping <laughs> of litter. <laughs> These guys are good at their puns yeah. here. Oh, Given the special. nature of the charges, he asked for and was granted a paid leave of absence. Uh, the Kenilworth Board of Education said in a Facebook post, leaves can only be without pay in the face of indictments or tenor charges as a matter of state law. Tramalgini, who collects an annual salary worth a uh, salary of one hundred forty-seven thousand dollars, has headed to Kenilworth School District since August of two thousand. So he worked for the school so this, district. He worked for the school district. He was a superintendent. What? Yeah, uh, I didn't he miss that has part. remained on paid leave ever since. The superintendent was shitting on the tracks? Yes. yes. That's just a mental breakdown. Oh, this is the best part. There is no current case law which prevents law enforcement from taking any mug shots of people who are in custody for criminal offenses. This, okay, this is uh, something that Adam, some guy named Adam says. This notion that Tom is serial pooper is unfounded and frankly it's disgusting and unfair. It's really unfair to malign a guy... Uh, who had a great career. You talk to any of Tom's colleagues about his career and what he's done for the kids, they'll tell you that. He <laughs> he pooped on their football Jesus. field. So, all right. Uh, so okay. who would you who would you uh, cast as the serial pooper and we wrap it up? <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. I would cast Brian Cranston. Oh my god, that would be great. I already want to see this movie. <laughs> Brian Cranston. What would you title this? Uh, okay, so it depends on what the conflict is, of course. So, like, do we know why he was shitting? We don't know why he's shitting. We don't know why he's So we have to know why he's shitting. And so... Maybe think, he just gets off on, on pooping in public I places. think he's trying to blame it on someone else. Where he's just trying... Like, so he shits... Obviously, I don't think he wants people to see that he's doing it. But he wants to draw attention to something else. So maybe he's like trying to get back at, like, a student that he's in charge of, and so he wants to blame, like, frame a student for doing it. He's a Trump supporter. He's... <laughs> he's a Trump supporter, and he wants to take away media attention from all the school shootings. So you'd have to call it... he's a jackass. So if he's a Trump supporter, you'd have to call shitting. it... shitting. Dump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> make America dump again. Make, make America... <laughs> Defecating. Defecating. <laughs> Defecate. So like Brian Ryan. Cranston. All On right. that, yes, I so, need to see Brian Cranston. So we play the games to wrap it up, and now uh, the floor is yours to end this with your famous last words. My famous last words? Yes. Oh, sweet lord. So we, we like... we. Uh, we play the games because we create some brevity where there might uh, emotions might get high. We might go dark places and things like that. So we, we like to have a little bit of fun and have some additional laughs. Um, but I, I always let, want our guests to end with uh, their their famous last words. And if you're on again uh, later down the road when you get that Marvel gig, 
<laughs> Famous last... You're making it sound like you're going to sacrifice me in the Auschwitz bathroom. Well, we might. <laughs> so, um, you're, you're, giving, you're leaving this very open. And, I'm guessing you're yeah. leaving it open for a, a very specific yeah. purpose? Any, that anybody can take it the way that they want it. Well... Like, uh, Kellen Marson was, uh, was on here and his famous <laughs> last words were, um, don't be afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said, which uh, he, yeah, probably, he, he said, probably uh, he said it in, in three words. Books, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he um, said it in three words and I can't remember, but it, it yeah. was along the lines of, uh, yeah. Yeah. Never stop failing or something like that. But it was, it. See, that's where I should have done my research because I was listening to your podcast, but I didn't actually apparently get to the last uh, words at the end. So I'm just... my my brother's was uh, I need more time. <laughs> so honestly, the thing is, I am one hundred percent in support of both of those as well. So I I think I guess when it comes to my own, um, I guess how how I live my life. Um, I wish I would have been able to think of this sooner to make it shorter, but. Um, This is what you can edit. You can edit this down. Um, no, it, it, I, I love the thought. <laughs> I, I, I'm sitting here and I'm watching as a voyeur with my yeah. pants down going, yes. oh my God. <laughs> with your pants down. <laughs> uh, that's what it is, just with my pants down. That's no. my, that's my, no. Um, I think... This sounds, you know, really vague i guess but i think when i go back to what um what makes me interested in things and what we've been talking about and also the current we you mentioned trump and whatnot in the current political state and everything everything that i think that um both interests me and that i find relevant it comes back to um always search for empathy i guess is is where that's where at least all of my energy comes from and all of my interest is it goes back to how can i um most most um effectively empathize with a person or a group of people um or just an idea and so yeah i think what i want to do is just encourage people to no matter what always search for empathy because it can't necessarily be there all like in, automatically. It, it mm-hmm. takes effort to empathize with someone, mm-hmm. and so I think that a lot of that we've just been lacking, um, just in general as a world population, <laughs> as in in our news and and in um, the conversations that we have. And, and when you're and we, even you, and when you're you know talking about Trump and like you know it's true. Like uh, Robert De Niro was right. Fuck Trump. It's true. But um, it, I think that we. We need to be able to empathize uh, and make that effort to say, you know, why are people identifying as Trump supporters? Why? And I don't want to, I don't want to harp on that, but like, I just, I myself am not at all, but I, I think we got that. No, I know. Yeah. But, but I, I, I don't, I don't, I make an effort to, to make sure that I'm trying to understand where people are coming Mm -hmm. from. And if, in any way, the best way for me to do that has been um, writing from someone else's voice. So if I want to, to do to understand more about like with we've talked about on Earth, um, basically you know I wanted to get inside the head of um, a woman and someone who had 
um, been victim of abuse, and I've, I'm neither of those things, but I wanted to understand more about that. And so writing from that voice intentionally and doing that research um, of just even just sitting in what it might be like, similar to acting as well. Um, but like, that's the best way for me to empathize is writing from someone else's voice. That's mm-hmm. why dialogue, I say, is the most important thing for me because if you can write from someone's voice, um, that really puts you in that empathetic um, mode. So anyway, I encourage everyone to do that. Just do that. Empathize more. <laughs> awesome. So thanks. Love it. I enjoyed hanging out with you. This is, uh, I just enjoyed it a lot. So <laughs> Good. I hope, I hope that we can hang out again. Um, we should hang out when we're not recorded, when we're not bugged as well. <laughs> more. Um, I, I, cause if I don't actually, I, I recently, I don't know Casey that well. And I feel like I know him a lot better now. And I want to, I, I hope that, um, I, I want to be back on at some point. Of course. As well. Of course. Uh, love to have you that, back. Gritting his teeth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but search for empathy. Mm-hmm. I love it, Daniel. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>